This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, May 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, three people are dead after an out-of-control SUV crashed into pedestrians and then a septa station in the Kensington section of Philadelphia. A police officer who was on patrol in the area saw a white SUV traveling at a high rate of speed at Kensington and East Allegheny Avenues around 2.45 a.m. this morning. Police say the SUV jumped a curb and then struck three pedestrians who were on the sidewalk. Two victims, a male and a female, were pronounced dead at the scene. The SUV then hit the turnstile at SEPTA's Allegheny station before crashing into the station itself and catching on fire. Police say the male driver of the SUV was killed. The third pedestrian, a 53-year-old male, was taken to Temple University Hospital with serious injuries. He's listed in stable condition. Authorities say they have surveillance video showing the crash. The Department of Licenses and Inspections has been called to check the structural damage at the station. The area is closed off to traffic as police continue to investigate. Authorities are searching for a suspect who led Philadelphia police officers on a chase that ended in Delaware County Monday night. The pursuit started at 8.30 in the evening near Tyson and Torsdale Avenues in the city's Tacony neighborhood. The suspect led officers onto 95 and eventually out of the city. The suspect's vehicle began sparking on the highway during the escape. Around 9.30, the suspect could be seen getting out of his vehicle and running into a wooded area near the Villanova exit on the Blue Route. It's still... It's, I mean, you don't see chases like this that often no, here in Philadelphia. No, especially with the sparks. It's pretty cool. It's unclear why officers were chasing the suspects. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. So they last saw him running into the woods uh, at this Villanova exit off of the Blue Road. So I wonder, I mean, obviously the, uh, the crime had taken place in Philadelphia, but then, I mean... <laughs> The entire car ride, there is a crime taking place. So then he ends up in Delaware County. Uh, Can he be charged for separate things in Delaware County? Because if that's the case, like, from what I've heard from uh, Delaware County detectives, is that sometimes uh, when people from the city... commit crimes in Delaware County, uh, they are tried differently than in Philadelphia. They, you know, there's different, you know, there's different jurisdictions. They're putting them in a dunking stool. Uh, no, <laughs> no. It's just the, you know, the, the, um, the severity oh, uh, in really? Delaware County less, is, less impactful? Is, no, is more impactful oh, than in the city. Interesting. Oh. And so when these city criminals are being tried in Delaware, they're like, wait, hang on a second. Wait, what? You, you, I, I actually have to <laughs> be accountable for my actions here? So this like, is the call if you committed a crime in Delco. Get to the city. Get to the city. You do not want to come to Delaware County. You're going to go to jail. Heard, I've not heard that, but yeah. yeah, I don't doubt it. So if you have any information on the whereabouts of this person, uh, contact police. <laughs> An investigation is underway uh. after video allegedly shows a Philadelphia police officer shoplifting from a 7-Eleven. It happened at 10 a.m. last Friday at the convenience store located on the 1100 block of East Luzerne Street in Juniata. Surveillance video shows the mail. Was it nachos? No, it was a drink. Uh, Surveillance. I'd like to. Well, okay. Surveillance (laughs) video shows the male 25th District police officer in full uniform walking up to a cooler. He looks through the items and then grabs what a police report describes as a 12 ounce Celsius uh, kiwi guava energy drink that sells for two forty nine plus tax. But instead of paying for the item, the video shows the officer simply walking out the door. A shocked clerk alerted the owner's wife, who was also at the counter. The owner and her husband went outside to the store to let him know that he had to pay for the item. They tried to flag him down, but he reportedly drove away. A 
a police spokeswoman says spokesman says that uh, the 25th officer uh, 25th district officer whose name they are not releasing because he has not been charged is under investigation for alleged shoplifting uh, the officer has been placed on administrative duty pending the outcome of the investigation again i have to preface this by saying this is not a brag but years ago when i worked at dunkin donuts <laughs> and police officers would come in uh, they would always offer them the food gratis, and every one of them would wave off and say, no, we can't do that. We can't do well, that. Well, that's why I was wondering if there was something yeah, yeah. like that here. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did just shop, shoplift, but I'm wondering, does he normally get it for free? And, you know, does somebody normally give it to him for free, and he thought it was free again today? I don't know. Uh you would think that would have been handled very quickly if that were the right. case. Well, yeah. and it was the owners that walked outside yeah. to say, yeah. hey, you have to pay for that. So right. who knows? Uh, since the incident, <laughs> the store owner says several police officers have stopped by to apologize for what happened. Mm. In sports this morning. Hey! The Phillies beat the Mariners 9-0 yesterday in Seattle. Dean Segura and Reese Hoskins hit back-to-back home runs in the second inning. And Ranger Suarez tossed six scoreless innings. The Phillies dropped five of six before opening their West Coast swing with a victory on their first visit to Seattle since 2017. The Phillies had a season-high 17 hits. They play the Mariners again tonight at 940, and Aranola gets the start. In the NBA playoffs, the Celtics rallied in the fourth quarter to beat the Bucks 116-108 to in Milwaukee. Al Hartford set a new playoff career high with 30 points, helping the Celtics rally from an 11-point second-half deficit. The series is now t- tied at two games apiece. The Sixers and the Heat play Game 5 tonight in Miami. Tip-off is scheduled for 730. And yesterday, the NFL announced the Eagles' home opener will be part of a Monday Night Football doubleheader in week two of the season. Mm. The Eagles will host the Minnesota Vikings in the later of the two games at 8.30 on September 19th. The NFL is set to unveil the rest of the 2022 schedule Thursday at 8 p.m. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Excuse me, we welcome you to Tuesday morning. The sunshine filled as we get started. We mentioned it a little while ago. How about money filled? Let's get some cash in your pocket. MMR's concert cash, by the way, this is the final week for that. So we are running out of time. For you to win not only $500 in cash, but tickets to the MM Barbecue. Yeah. Speaking of tickets, the MM Barbecue today is also the last day of the National Concert Week $25 all-in tickets. Now, if you haven't seen that information, you can go to WMMR.com and get all the info there. But there are loads of uh, MMR-related concerts coming to town. The Killers, Rob Zombie, The Black Keys, Incubus and Sublime. Uh, Allison Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and so on and so on. Tenacious D is even coming. Awesome. Yeah. And you get tickets for these. They're called $25 all-in tickets for tons of concerts. So make sure you take advantage of that if you want it to be a summer, a year filled with music, live music, as we're uh, headed back into that. And um, you can kick it off with the MM Barbecue. So get those tickets now. They are on sale as we speak. But that deal ends today. So we have that going on, and we're just hanging out, man. Yes, we are. We're having uh, having a good time. That's what we do. Let's break, and when we return, we'll give some things away with the stupid question, and uh, got some entertainment stories to run by as well, so we'll do it shortly. Stay there. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on On the web. PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Nice text to start the day. It just says, morning it, bitches. <laughs> so, morning it to you too, bitch. We appreciate it. Uh, oh, and uh, we have a, uh, a change in the lineup. Playing the part of Nick McElwain today will be Marissa Magnata. Yay! Here in our studio. Do I have to do his voice like I did Yoda last week? Please don't. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, the Yoda thing was you quite know, enjoyable. Yeah. do Yoda all morning. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you do uh, 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 Nick McElwain, they did it, screaming at the top? No, let's not have that. Okay. We're going to ask a stupid question, and we are going to give away, uh, what do we have here? Oh, a pair of MMRBQ pit tickets right down front in the thick of it all. And the question you have to answer in order to get those tickets is, how many tentacles does a squid have? Ah. 215263WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. How many tentacles does a squid have? Call if you know the answer. We will go through birthdays. Well, we wait for that answer. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, and we'll lead with the birthday boy. We played a clip from him yesterday singing in uh, Ukraine in a subway station. It is Paul Hewson's birthday today, Ah. better known as Bono. And he turns 62 years old today. I was thinking as we were watching the footage of them, um, you know, of of, uh, he and the edge in that uh, makeshift bomb shelter. uh, where does you two stand now in the hierarchy? Because they they were the pinnacle. Oh yeah, yeah. They've uh, they have aged right. well, and and as is even with the biggest of all bands. Yeah, uh, there comes a time when there's a plateau, and and they can stay at that plateau. But as far as like releasing new music, like the Rolling Stones, right? It, they still will sell out every single show, right. no matter what. Yet. They're not fresh and new. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I was trying to figure it out in my mind. So you talk about the Rolling Stones and bands of that. So they're just the gigantic. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're touring. I'm going to go see. Yeah. Uh, is you 2 at that level? I think they're yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I think that's last, where they are. The last show I saw, I was so disappointed. No kidding. Yeah, it was... Uh, was it the Link show? Joshua Tree at the Link? <sighs> was it the... Yeah, the, I just anyway where I sat was the sound was terrible. Oh yes, yes. Uh, was that the link? It was, and I heard similar uh, similar stories like that. That it, depending on where you were, and I remember you telling that story yeah. because where I was, it sounded fantastic. I was like two rows behind you, and and it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, I just I was I remember being so bummed. And uh, whatever, what was the tour with like the big animatronic thing? Three sixty tour. Okay, yeah. I didn't go to that, and everybody raved about it, and I was so disappointed. Right. So when they came back to Philly, I went and I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they took a couple of different approaches with that Joshua Tree uh, tour thing, too. Like they had, they didn't put them up on the big screens till like later yeah. in the right, show. Yeah. They went kind of uh, low key at the beginning of it. I never told you guys this story from the U2 concert, but I went to the 360 tour. I was by myself. So our friend at Live Nation um, called me up and was like, hey, come up to the box if it's yeah. just you. We have an extra seat up here. 
and Wanda Sykes was in the box. Ah. And so I started talking to her, and I was like, hey, um, let me, like, get your number. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> and it's it was before, like, cell phones, like, you could write a note easy. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was trying to put the, the, the number in my phone, and it wasn't working. And she's like, y- you know what, you know what, why don't I just give you my assistant's email uh, address? There, there, there we go. Since that day, I've never not carried a Sharpie with me. Ah, so that just was in case. Mo- Don't was- give her your number, Wanda. <laughs> she works for a morning show. They target celebrities and make fun of them. That was, that was <laughs> Don't our, do it. That was our opportunity to get Wanda Sykes, and I missed it. And that was it. I love Wanda Sykes. At you too. Yeah. Damn you, Bono. Well, anyhow, uh, Bono turns 62 years old today. Uh, Steve, it's also Dave Mason's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Great song, which he did write, but great song. Yeah. We talked to him about it. He didn't really seem all that thrilled about it. I don't know. It's a good song, I guess. But it's one of those songs, you know, that I just love singing along to. It's great. And I love the actual, what the song means. Uh, Dave Mason, by the way, was in the band Traffic. I was not yeah. aware of yes. that. Yeah. He is uh, 76 years you old. You a Traffic today. fan? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I yeah, love that band. Really Steve good Winwood's stuff. band? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we also have Linda Evangelista, the model. She's uh, 57. Is she the one that said she had all that horrible, uh, she had, a, like, the cool sculpting uh, thing? No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah and it didn't work her? out well. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it was one of those girls yes, in this that video. Ilk. Yes. I, I think it was Linda Evangelista, and it, it made her look puffy. Yeah, Marissa botched. just pulled up the uh, the photos. Do you know it's, it's funny, though? Botched Linda Evangelista still looks great. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I know when, you've, when you're used to looking a certain way, and that's your moneymaker, yeah. that, that can screw you up. Yep. Uh, My gosh, Preston. That's why yeah. we got out of the business. I, I had to bail on it, man. Uh, she is uh, 57 today. Uh, also, the great Donovan has his birthday, singer of uh, Mellow Yellow and Sunshine Superman and Hurdy Gurdy Man. There's a lot of good Donovan. Uh, yes, I agree. He's 76. He was at, at the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony when he was inducted in. Uh, he was just... He was a funny yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. too. I was not aware of that. I'd like to interview him sometime. I would, too. Yeah. So he turns uh, 76 years old today. Uh, we also have Keenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live. I love that guy. Uh, 44 today. There is a saying amongst the writers uh, on SNL that if you have a skit that's not all that good, put Keenan in it, <laughs> and he'll... With a look or with a sound will make it work. Mm-hmm. I interviewed yeah. him once at a Sixers game, and he was great, but he was there with Bill Cosby. And, oh, hey. Yeah, and Cosby kind of, he didn't really want to go on camera. and he I mean, he did, but he pushed most of it off to him, and he kind of saved the interview. Here I am with no Benadryl. Look at this chick. Um, you were trying to ask Bill questions, and he was giving you very no, little. It, it was it was always set up ahead of time, so you know we went over and we were like, "Hey, we want to put you on camera," and he, like he agreed, but during the interview, he pushed everything to him. Because, I forget what the movie was that they were promoting, but it was something they were in together, and oh. so uh, Keenan did most of the interview. Uh, so Keenan is forty four. I forgot he played Fat Albert too. Oh. Yeah, if you yeah, remember yeah. in the live action movie, which I never saw. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe that, that might have been, been it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that was Probably, it. Probably, yeah. Uh, and then the last birthday is uh, Odette Annabelle. Annabelle. Uh, she, <laughs> uh, she is an actress. I love um, that. She is uh, the wife of actor Dave Annabelle. Annabelle. 
And uh, you know what, Steve, what you would know her from? Uh, she was in Cloverfield. Yeah. Uh, she played the, the love interest. She's beautiful. Of the main character. She's gorgeous. And yeah. she's also, uh, she was uh, a, a villain on Supergirl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ah. Okay, so uh, she is 32. Happy birthday to Odette. And the belt. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right, I need you to stop talking. <laughs> Have the, have the other part ready occasionally. I, I like both versions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you stop talking and listen to me. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. How many tentacles does a squid have? And we are going to go to JR to see if we can get the answer. Hey, JR, good morning. Good morning. Durga, durga, durga. Ah, Durga, my man. And uh, how many tentacles will you find on a squid? We should find 10. 10 is correct, yes. Ah! Ten all together. And JR, you got it right, my man. So we are going to give you a pair of MMRBQ pit tickets, my man. Saturday, May 21st, Waterfront Music Pavilion, eight bands, plus Preston and Steve side stage featuring Froggy, live band karaoke with sidearm, and a Jackie Bam Bam party deck DJ set. Tickets started just $25. Complete details at WMMR.com, including uh, the karaoke audition videos. You can vote for the ones you want to see sing on the presidency side stage. That's awesome. So make sure that you take a look at WMMR.com and place a vote for who you like. All right. Going to go through some of the entertainment stories. We'll begin with Wendy Williams. She threw a little shade at Sherry Shepard over the weekend during an Instagram live video with Fat Joe. I'm sorry. You don't shade Sherry Shepard. Especially not with Fat Joe. <laughs> Uh, the talk show host said that she would not be tuning in to Shepard's talk show titled Sherry, which is set to take over the Wendy Williams show time slot in the fall. Did Fat jump in? I don't think he said anything. Okay. Williams said, uh, I like her, but I won't be watching her because I know what she's going to be doing, and that's really not my thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I love being on my own show, and I love that people love to watch it all the time. Uh, she, okay. <laughs> And they, uh, and they think I'm a queen. Uh, she also commented on and they the, love me forever. The state of her frozen bank accounts, and she said, "I know what kind of money I have. Unfortunately, I only have two dollars and nothing else. Everything is frozen, and some people are involved with this, and so that's what I'm doing right now." She said, "I don't, I don't doubt that there are people who are like vultures around her because she does have a, a fair a, a bit of money. She's been around forever, mm-hmm. uh, and had the show and the production company and all that stuff. Is is her ex now back in her? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. That okay. was questionable for yeah, a that while. Was, yeah, uh, she said, "I got people that will get that done. They will get it done. That's why I don't feel as though I will go away. I will get even bigger and bigger and bigger, like Thanos. Maybe I'll talk about it when I'm doing my show, and maybe I'll talk about it when I'm having dessert." She said, "That should be her new show, person." Okay, Wendy Williams, the blip, uh, the blip. Uh, Sherry Shepard, by the way, shared that she is truly concerned for the talk show host. Uh, Page Six reports that Shepard responded to Williams' sentiments in her own Instagram Live over the weekend, said, I did hear Wendy say that she will not watch me on my new show. And that's okay. You know, I understand. And she also asked fans to pray for Williams. Uh, She said she's going through a lot, and I'm truly concerned for her. She does seem off. You know what I mean? A bit. She's yeah. gone through some in, health issues. In interviews. Even the Pope addressed it. Oh, he did? Yeah, we absolutely. I had no I idea that, that he had that a say. He's a flat-out crazy. About, uh, oh. about Wendy Williams. Wow, who yeah. knew? Uh, on Monday, Hilaria Baldwin took to Instagram to share the news that she and Alec are expecting a baby girl. 
So we knew they were expecting it. It was just they revealed the sex of the baby. Is this the seventh child? Seventh. Yes. That's correct. Wow. She said, it's always been both fun and meaningful for me to find out what is the sex of my baby. Yet, as I grow and learn, I want to do it a bit differently this time around. Uh, the yoga instructor shared a, shared a video that featured the whole family sending welcoming and encouraging messages to the new baby. Near the end, they revealed that they are expecting a girl. Uh, she continued in her caption saying, what will our baby be... Uh, what will make our baby a loving whole person? What matters? What will make them feel seen, feel, and free and proud? Uh, we can only guide, encourage their spirit, listen, share our experiences, and learn from them as we watch their own journey. Uh, she said we can provide as good a life you talking about? as we can, but the rest is up to our baby to discover their own unique self. I feel so much joy watching these children who are filled with love and the most simple, kind wisdom. Light day butterflies. Hear, hearing them share their words is one of my greatest... A child's laughter. Gibson. A clown's chuckle. They all do this. Everyone is a friggin' Hallmark card writer. I don't... I don't have that in me. I don't. I, I just don't. It seems, I can't. It seems pompous. And you know what? And sometimes on, on some posts I will see, I'll see like, you know, they give you, yeah. a, especially on Instagram. That's mainly what I uh, follow on uh, social media. And uh, you'll see like a uh, like a line or two and yeah. then three dots. And I'm like, okay, when I click to expand yeah. this, uh-huh. how far down is this going to uh-huh. go? How far down yeah. am I going to get? A novel? Two more lines? Yeah. Or am I going to get paragraphs? Right. And a lot of times it's paragraphs. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, bye-bye. See you. Percentage-wise. I'm, I'm rolling through. I wonder how many people, I don't care how enraptured in, in, in they are by the person they're, they're following, will read that entire thing. Or yeah. they just look at the first few sentences anyway. Well, it yeah. depends on how entertaining those first two lines are. Yeah. Because sometimes I might read it just for S's and giggles. Uh, and then other times I might be interested, but I will tell you, like, I am a little gun shy these days, uh, just based on what we've talked about and my own judgments on things that like when I'm posting on, on Instagram or whatever, your self editing has gotten a little uh, bit more austere. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what? I don't if, know. If, I just posted just... on for like mother's day and I'm like, okay, like I want to write something nice. The running away club. Uh, <laughs> No, no, you wrote something beautiful. There was, it was, a, and it was just short and sweet. Yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, in the back of my mind, I'm going like, am I going to sound like uh, who were we talking about last week? Kelly Cuoco. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Light, darkness, darkness, uh, the essentials, the, the scurrying of a chipmunk. <laughs> the waves crash against the shore. <laughs> the clouds in the sky look like angels dancing a tarantella. What? So, I don't know. I don't know. But you got a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyhow, some people have their their po- that's their poetry. That's it. That's, uh, and they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're make creative. you feel yeah so in, in, uh, enlightened. All right. Uh, here's some other things to get to, and uh, we'll go with Denise Richard. She and her daughter Sammy Sheen uh, seem to have Sammy worked out their <laughs> their uh, issues. Duh. On Sunday, Sammy posted selfies with her mother outside of a Giorgio Baldi restaurant. Giorgio Baldi? It's probably Baldi, <laughs> but I just like to call it Baldi. Everyone in it's bald. Giorgio Baldi restaurant. Hey, Baldi. In Santa Monica, California. Is Baldi there? Uh, she, Sammy captioned. What about Snaggletooth? <laughs> he just he prank calls him all the yeah. time. It's just Charlie yeah. Sheen calling him up. <laughs> yeah, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Do you have frog's legs? How do you walk? 
That's Baldy. Uh, Sammy captioned the post, uh, Happy Mother's Day. I love you so much, Mom. You have no idea how grateful I am to have you in my life. See, I like that. Short, sweet, Boom. to the point. Every, get it. Get it. That's it's fine. Beautiful. It's a wonderful sentiment. And it, it, I believe it's authentic. Uh, her, she also probably knows that her life was saved by having Denise Richards in her life if her dad is... Charlie Sheen. And and also, this comes after uh, Denise Richards had said that she had a strained relationship with her daughter in February. She said, it's very difficult. I know that we'll get back to where we were eventually, but right now it is strange, she said. With my counseling, you can turn it around. Adding that Sammy was uh, living with her ex, Charlie Sheen, at the time. Yeah. And uh, Richards, yeah. Richards said, there are certain rules, and I enforce them, and at, at Charlie's, uh, there's different rules at that house, and that's okay. Yes, she said. a little more lax. Maybe she learned yeah. that uh, having everything that you want is actually bad. Uh, yeah, she's going to come around. She'll, 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 she'll eventually figure it out. Fans you um, want some more Coke, Sweeney? Uh, oh thought God. that the mother-daughter duo might be reconciling after Richards posted a tribute to Sammy on her 18th birthday last month, writing, I love you unconditionally, and I'm very blessed and grateful to be your mom. Do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at a picture Play the rest of that if you yeah. like, Casey. You know me? More than all the raindrops in the water and all the fishies in the sea. <laughs> Do you know they're making a, a, um, a, biopic, Smith? a biopic yeah, with an actress playing Anna Nicole Smith? Wow. And Anna Nicole Smith's daughter was at the Kentucky Derby. Did you oh, see her? No, I didn't see her. So she's like 15, 16. She looks, she looks as lovely, though. She yeah. looks wonderful. Okay. Uh, but it uh, looks like she's doing well. Okay, good for her. Hey, Britain's Queen Elizabeth will not carry out the opening of Parliament today as the 96-year-old monarch has had a recurrence of mobility issues. That's so goddamn boring. Uh, Buckingham Palace said on Monday that... Jesus Christ. She will not be uh, attending the latest event because of her health. Uh, Prince Charles will be accompanied by Prince William, and they will step in to replace her for the Grand Set Piece Ceremony in which the monarch sets out the government's agenda. Uh, she last missed the event almost six decades ago, and that's because she was pregnant at the time. So Good reason. It's a big deal that she's not going to be there. Uh, Buckingham Palace said in a statement, the queen continues to experience episodic mobility problems and in consultation with her doctors has reluctantly decided that she will not attend the state opening of parliament tomorrow. When you couldn't make the blood drive, we had a cardboard cutout. Why did they just do that? You did, and they should. Uh, At Her Majesty's request and with the agreement of the relevant authorities, the Prince of Wales will read the queen's speech on Her Majesty's behalf, behalf with the Duke of Cambridge also in attendance. Uh, the Queen, the world's eldest and longest reigning monarch, has been forced to cut back on engagements since being hospitalized for a night last October she's for an unspecified prom- illness and then being told by her doctors to rest. The word is, President, she's going to lift the speech from uh, George Carlin from Bill and Ted's. Oh, oh. <laughs> Be totally awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she will not be there. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is getting a little feisty when it comes to Marvel movies. In a recent interview with The Independent, the Avengers actress expressed disappointment at people who think that Marvel films are seem like a lesser type of art. So she's defending them. Yeah, she said, I'm not saying we're making indie art films, but I just think that it takes away from our crew, which bugs me. Uh, she said, these are some of the most amazing set designers, costume designers, camera operators. I feel diminishing them with that kind of with the uh, with that kind of criticism takes away from all the people who do award winning films. Uh, that also work on these projects. 
Uh, she said, from an actor's point of view, whatever, I get it. I totally understand that there's a different kind of performance that's happening. But I do think that throwing Marvel under the bus takes away from the hundreds of very talented crew people. That's where I get a, a little feisty about that. Well, so do I. I it's, listen, I don't have anything to do with these movies. Yeah. I'm not making them. But, but you like them. Uh, but I, no, I love them. I love them. And I think that the acting is great. In, like, and if, you know, well, she's great. And she's great as well. But like, for instance, um, there's uh, like some uh, outtakes of the first Avengers movie. Right. With Colby Smulders, yep. right, and where she's overacting, and it's funny, and I'm like, so... Right. You know what I mean? So, like, the acting in these movies is great. It's, a, you know, like, so I don't care if it's indie or, or, or if, you know, that, that these movies are fantastic. They're not meant to be that, but but you look what makes, I think, sets Marvel apart, a lot of them, if you, is you have quiet moments, like Paul Rudd returning mm-hmm. to, to find his daughter grown up after, you know, all of that. Those are emotional, wonderful moments, and right. those are people who are good at acting. Oh, yeah. Moon Knight. Uh, has uh, some incredible stuff going on. Yeah. No, no, there's good acting and there's legitimate actors yeah. that have nothing to prove. But, I mean, I mean you know, you've, you've got loads of talent in there. But um, I think the eye-rolling happens with the fantastical nature of the storylines yeah, yeah. and, and the soap opera now, uh, that, that it becomes of this gigantic story. And whatever, that's not for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Does an audience like it? Yes, they do. Yeah, Absolutely. They do. So well, that's fine. I, yeah. I like her attitude. I, and I, I like it, her. I love the entertainment. I get... So I've gotten so much joy yes. over the past, what, how long now? 12, 13 years? Yes. 14 years, yeah, however yeah. long. It's amazing. It and is. It, and it continues to be. Uh, Christina Hack and uh, Tarek El uh, Mousa experienced every parent's worst nightmare over the weekend. Uh, the former couple of Flip and Flop uh, who finalized their divorce in 2018 spent Mother's Day in the hospital. Their six-year-old son, Braden, started experiencing excruciating pain. Uh, as Christina, who shares daughter Taylor at, with uh, Tarek and son Hudson with Aunt Anstead, explained in an Instagram uh, post, she said, Scary 12 hours for us parents and step-parents. After being admitted to ER, Braden had to have an emergency appendectomy. Six years old, man. That's way young. Yeah, as well as removal of uh, Meckel's diverticulum uh, early this morning. So maybe, I don't know if that's from diverticulitis or whatever it is, but he was having some real painful issues. I don't think I've ever heard of a kid that young having an appendectomy. Yeah. Uh, so she said the entire uh, Staff Mission Hospital was amazing, and we are all grateful that it was caught early. Uh, she concluded her post alongside a photo of Braden in a hospital bed. Blessed to have three healthy and happy kids, caring family and friends, and a husband who stands by my side. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. So my mom's appendix burst, um, you oh, know, years wow. and years ago, and uh, that set in... Because that happened, we found out other things that were going on right. within her. But, um, yeah, I, I remember that. That was yeah. very painful. Yeah, and it can be, you know, deadly yeah. if not caught in time. Uh, TMZ reports Tristan Thompson is buttering up Khloe Kardashian's mom, Kris Jenner. Jenner posts a photo of pink and white roses to her Instagram stories on Sunday, thanking Thompson and writing, love you. Really? However, the outlet reports that Thompson didn't post anything for Chloe this Mother's Day. Uh, as he has in the past. So, uh, what's, he trying to, what's he trying to do, honestly? I mean, he's had two times where he's cheated on her. She's, he's publicly embarrassed her twice. Mm-hmm. Let, let it be. Maybe he's trying to get some strange with mom. I bet your mom would be down with that. Maybe. Mominger. By the way, speaking of that whole crew, the Jenner sphere, as we yes. called it before. Uh, Welcome according- to the Jenner sphere. <laughs> it's a lot like the ship in Black Hole. Uh, according to TMZ. Which is what they call me. Uh, TMZ Black China 
Oh. Uh, isn't letting the... <laughs> Sorry. Isn't letting the results of her defamation trial keep her down. China's mother, Tokyo Tony, said that she and China will be hosting their very own talk show. Oh, my Which will air on, on Tony's network, SHN. I think going to say SHI. <laughs> S H I T. No, uh, she has her own network. I, I, it's probably what? a YouTube channel. What? Come on, we, okay. there's no way someone put up money to fund Tokyo Tony's channel. Yeah, so we'll see if that actually comes to. We pass. go now to Comcast Corporate, where they have a huge announcement. It's yeah. thrilling to be able to welcome Tokyo Tony to the NBC family. <laughs> own subsidiary. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, this is a great story. I, I I love this. A musical production centered on one of Taco Bell's most beloved menu items is heading to the stage to celebrate the May 19th return. Taco Bell is putting on a star-studded production of Mexican Pizza the Musical. <laughs> oh, my God. A satirical musical set to chronicle the har- harrowing story of Mexican pizza enthusiasts who fought to bring back the menu uh, staple and Taco Bell superfan and country superstar Dolly Parton will star <laughs> opposite the fast food giant devotee and rapper Doja Cat in the production. Did Did you have any idea that Dolly Parton was a huge Taco Bell fan? I may have read some, something at, a, at at one time or another, but I don't associate Taco Bell and Dolly, Dolly Parton, Parton regularly. No. Uh, the premiere date is set for May twenty six. Uh, That's very funny. Hannah Friedman, who penned the script for, uh, or has written for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Wet Hot American Summer, has penned the script for Mexican Pizza the Musical, (laughs) while Grammy-winning duo Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear wrote the score. Grammy winners are getting behind this. So the musical is inspired by Doja Cat's viral TikTok uh, jingle about the menu item and digital creator Victor Kunda's hilarious response to it an interpretation of what a Mexican pizza musical rehearsal would look like, apparently, was the inspiration for that. I don't know if I ever really cared for Mexican pizza. Did that have, uh, does that have refried beans on it? Yes, I believe I so. I think at the time I didn't care for refried beans. Uh, I, like I do now, beans, though. Yeah. I yeah. don't even, I, like, I want to try it because <clears throat> everyone is making such a big deal about well, this. I don't remember it, and I even had it. But Mission now accomplished, I, right? Now I have to. Yeah, no, I agree with you a thousand percent. I, I Everything on it seems to be something I would like. I, it, it looks like basically a restructuring of stuff. A taco. You, yeah, that's what you're eating. That's what it is, yeah, yeah. and uh, and 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 even messier than a taco if that's possible. <laughs> uh, so whatever, you know. Hey, great. <laughs> People love it. Don't be hating on it. I'm it's saying I want to try it. Maybe Taco Bell will bring me some. Just don't bring Preston one. Okay, please. Whatever. <laughs> or, or, or bring me a taco and, and, and we can taste them. We can blind taste this. What oh. you can do is open it up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's your Mexican pizza. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, Parton shared uh, her love for Taco Bell during an interview with Insider in January, revealing that uh, she and her longtime husband, Carl Dean, frequent fast food joints every now and then. When she craves tacos, she said, I, she goes to Taco Bell. She said, I like soft shell tacos. I like the others, but they fall apart so bad, especially if you're riding around. So I always get a taco supreme with the sour cream and all that in the soft shell. Wow. I love it. She Dolly's says. got chops. So Dolly digs on some Taco Bell, and she will be in the musical, the Mexican pizza musical. Ronda Rousey became the new SmackDown Women's Champion at WWE's WrestleMania Backlash event. Uh, Rousey won, won the title after, after defeating Charlotte Flair in a violent, I, 
I quit match on Sunday. The bout is one after one competitor forces the other one to say, I quit. Uh, the hard-hitting confrontation featured I Rousey. Quit. I and, yeah. and Flair uh, brawling throughout the live audience at uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Rousey won the match after she grabbed Flair's arm, threw a steel chair, and applied an armbar submission hold, forcing the queen to quit. Uh, the moment happened after Flair mockingly wished Rousey a happy Mother's Day. Mm. Uh, this marks Rousey's second title win in WWE after she was previously the Royal champion. I quit. There it is. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> is that uh, Ric Flair's daughter That's by any chance? Or? I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, her last name is Flair, but daughter um, or granddaughter? Hers is. <laughs> I don't. I don't. She just does a different version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know much about uh, uh, the wrestling group these days. Ronda Rousey looks like the Gremlin, the female Gremlin from Gremlins Two. Does she? Green hair now. That's not her. That's not her. That's, That's not that Ronda. Rick Flair's That's the uh, female this? Gremlin from Gremlins. Ronda's the other one. <laughs> Uh, yep. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so the official trailer for Father of the Bride remake brings a Cuban Miami family to life with an all-star cast featuring Gloria Stefan and Andy Garcia. Oh. So they're going to be the stars of this movie. How many times have they remade this? uh, It's been a few times. A number of times. Yeah, so like previous iterations of Father of the Bride, the latest uh, remake... Will center on the father of a soon-to-be bride coming to terms with his daughter's nuptials and will be told through the relationship in a big, sprawling Latin family. Uh, Adria Arjona and uh, Diego Boneta, uh, Chloe Feynman, and Isabella Merced are all going to star. Charlie Sheen's playing the Martin Short character. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. We'll get you flowers. It'll be really nice. The wedding planner. Uh, the trailer opens with a Garcia coming home, looking for his daughter, Sophie, who is in town. And uh, after a family meal, Sophie announced that she's engaged and that she's proposed to her fiancé. So she did the proposal. Uh, despite their eventual excitement around the daughter's engagement, Garcia and Estefan's characters have a secret that reveals a new take on the Steve Martin classic. Uh-huh. Uh, they are getting a divorce. I had a feeling that'd be it. So they're doing So they're, the they're putting on their best face forward yep. to get everything set. And I bet you, I'm going to guess that they fall back in love and call off the divorce. I'm thinking maybe that'll Boil happen. It. Uh, Saturday Night Live star Feynman plays the wedding planner in this, so that is who is taking She's very talented, Chloe That Feynman. role. Yeah. All right. So, anyhow, that should be fun. All and right. I, I'm interested to see Gloria Stefan in a uh, in an acting role like that, because I, I love her. And Andy Garcia can be funny. Yeah. He is a pretty good comedic actor. Yep. Uh, let's see. Today reports that the highly anticipated trailer for Avatar, The Way of the Water, uh, was released yesterday. Ooh, did you watch nice. it? I did not. Yeah. Uh, the only words uttered in the teaser are, I know one thing, wherever we go, this family is our fortress. That's actually something else no sad bro has uttered, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've been waiting for this at my house. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jace has been, like, yeah, counting down the days. I didn't realize the trailer was out, though. He'll be excited to see So that. they've made four of them back-to-back? Was that the That's word? the word. So yeah. the like original avatar, more, right? this, and four more. So, um, But the, the number keeps vacillating on, on how the, the running length of these movies is going to be. So basically, like, this cast is locked down for, you know, 10 more years, 15 more years, you know. But I hope the, so. The, the thing is, they, they did you love Avatar? I loved it. Okay. Um, I, I specifically want to go back to Disney just for the Avatar ride. Right. Yeah, I want to get on that, too. I haven't done it. I hear it's amazing. Oh, maybe we could do a broadcast there. Wouldn't that, <laughs> that be, would be cool? Nice. That would be cool. Someone that drives me goddamn crazy. <laughs> I've probably been trying to do that. Hey, 
you know, when you hear uh, it's the uh, it's the overnight crew at at another station, and we're here at the uh, at the Universal. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. <laughs> All right, another story, and Kathy, you're going to love this. Well, maybe you won't. I don't know. Deadline reports that long shot filmmaker Jonathan uh, Levine is set to direct the Lionsgate sequel for Dirty Dancing. <gasps> Oh. And Jennifer Grey will be reprising her role as Frances' baby. Oh, interesting. As she returns, filthy dancing. She returns to Kellerman's in the 1990s, and her experience there intertwines with another young woman experiencing a coming-of-age romance. Uh, the Levine said, The film exists in a dialogue with the original. We want to introduce the story to a whole new generation. That said... Johnny's absence looms large over the story. Yeah. So it's a coming-of-age story, but also a coming-of-age for Baby's character in a way. This could be really good I if they try is. not to redo Dirty Dancing. You know what I mean? Do it a little bit more evolved. You can have the, the music and stuff, but um, also... Uh, embrace, uh, you know, loss of this character. Yeah, yeah. Well, are they going to avatar her nose? What are they going to do? <laughs> no, I would imagine that'll probably be part of the, the okay. storyline that yeah. she got a nose job at some time. It's a belt sander. I would imagine they... Uh, I was working at the shop and leaned too close to it. That they would address that, so... Uh, uh, that, yeah, yeah but I think that there there has to be parts of the old one in it. What do you mean? Like flashbacks? Uh, not flashbacks. No, like I like you know the, some of the dances and uh, you know just some of the the iconic scenes. They have to. I think they, they will. have to do something with it in this movie. They can't just leave every like make it completely new. I think something from the from the old movie or from the original movie should be in it. Did you watch the um, the remake that they did on um, uh, was I it ABC? Watch, yeah, no, I didn't. It wasn't as good. It, I know. I had it in my calendar to watch it, and then yeah. I didn't. I, 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 I'm interested to see what happened to her character and family and all that how stuff. How they progressed. And, I'd uh, be interested, but, too. But if they, I, I don't see how they'll, how they'll focus on another, you know, dance-centric right. movie oh, without, tr- without trying to, it, 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 you know what I mean? You'd be like going the, to. The odds of that happening again. Right. You'd be going to a well that's yeah. too obvious. Wait, you don't you, think it'll be dance-centric? No, there, there, there will be. It just it won't, won't be that. Some. It won't be that, that dynamic. It won't be. You know, I'm coming out of my shell, and you've awakened me sexually. Right. Oh, right, right, right. That, okay. that, it won't be got that. It, got it, got it. I, I, that's what I would think would be too much. Right. right. Okay. Personally, now, if they do that or not, I don't know. Who knows? They Did could strongly benefit from including a gorilla. Yeah. I think so, right? That's definitely would uh, would distance it from Dirty the original. Gorilla. Dirty Gorilla. Did they gorilla. say who else is in it? Gorilla dancing. <laughs> gorilla dancing. Uh, so when that gorilla no. lifts you over your head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're much stronger than Johnny was, so they could easily do it. <laughs> um you call it like primate, primal dancing? No. Primal, primal dancing. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> primate dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only name I saw is Jennifer Gray. Okay. Uh, Kathy, so we'll have to see. All right, and the one last thing. Uh, Deadline reports that Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan will be ending after its fourth season, which is currently being filmed. Okay. However, the outlet says a spinoff may be in the works of featuring Michael Pena as Ding Chavez. Excellent series. Uh, so I, they've... I, They've only had the two released, right, right. so I guess on the three third. must be ready to go. Yeah, we if talked to Wendell, if right? Currently filming the fourth. Yes, we did. And he was, and he had indicated that uh, third series three's in the, the can, and, yep. and yeah. four is uh, on its way. Okay, love that show. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love that series. I will go. I will say it's the equal, if not better, than <clears throat> the movies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I really I'm, enjoyed I'll it. Back you up on that. There's yeah. that much uh, put into it. Yeah. All right, so we're ready for clips now. 
Working Moms follows group of professional women sporting, supporting each other through the struggles of urban motherhood filled with chaos of toddlers and much more. And in this clip, series creator Catherine Reitman shows how her own experiences inspired the show. I went back to work, I think, too quickly, and I experienced some postpartum depression. And I kept having these fantasies that a car would hit me and put me into the hospital, not kill me, not suicidal, but just yeah. sort of make me like slightly brain dead in a way where I would get service. Cookie delivery, coffee, and my children would be taken care of. Uh, children, uh, so ch- the Working Mom Season 6 will be coming to Netflix today. By season the way. 6 will probably be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen one episode. Not one episode. I didn't know the show Alright, here's the next clip. <laughs> The Hulu series Candy is not about sweets. It's a true crime series about Candy Montgomery. This will probably be my favorite season. Who is accused of brutally murdering her best friend. And in this clip, Jessica Biel talks about playing a calculated character. Here we go. It's always terribly informative and important when you can play two sides. You know, you you, you have experience doing one thing. You have an experience doing another thing. It absolutely would inform, you know, everything that you do informs the next thing in some Possibly even intangible way, I guess. Oh. Candy is streaming on Hulu now. If you'd like to see that, it's a one-off, right? It's a um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a um, it's a true story. story. Yeah, it's yeah. a true story. And so, she looks yeah. really. Uh, they've really changed her. Yeah, she has like an eighties uh, perm. Um, yeah, she's in the show with uh, Will Pullman. How is that thing? Okay. So there's like three seasons. Yeah. Her season's the first one. Her season is the best okay. one. And so based on her season, I gave seasons two and three a chance. They they don't hold a candle to what she was able to do. Stink. What's the name Stink. of the show? The it begins with a P. Okay. The B. You've watched a couple The The Sinner. That's what it is. The Sinner. The Sinner. The Sinner is Sinner. Where did I get a P from? Yeah, Probably Pullman. Silent P, the yeah. Sinner. I, I do not know. Probably from Bill Pullman. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> All right, uh, we good? We're good. good. Right. We're so that's good. It. All right, we're going to have to take a break because that's the end of the Entertainment Report. A reminder that today is Tattoos Day. We have a chance for you to win a presidency of tattoo. It is from Floating World and Piercing Tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333. They're on South Street. You might win a $350 gift certificate. You want to check out their artwork, just do a quick search on Floating World Tattoos. And you'll find them on Instagram. You'll find their website and all that good stuff. But we want you to win that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. So hang in there. We're not going to be gone long. is almost here featuring disturbed the pretty reckless living color and maybe you Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm, plus our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve Stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your summer. Uh, Marissa sent me this. I don't know who this is from, but I thank them for getting in touch. It says, hey, Preston and Steve, my guys from TLC Drain and Sewer 
are working down at Citizens Bank Park with their crew today. Can you give them a shout out? Yeah. For keeping the stadium up and running every year, especially before the Phils return home. So here is a shout out for the guys. At TLC Drain and Sewer. Man. Uh, from the dude in charge, I guess. Yeah, it was one of the guys over a text. Excellent. So thank you. We appreciate you guys listening while you're uh, doing the dirty work. For the stadium. You yeah. Your ass, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the sports complex, so, you know, big story circulating on uh, Sunday and yesterday was, uh, you know, the viral <laughs> video moment of the guy that was passed out at the, uh, the Sixers game. And it was quickly, you know, people realized it was this guy, David Kelleher of uh, David Autos. Um, and he's one of the official auto providers for the Sixers game. So he's there all the time. He rings the bell. He does that stuff. Good seats, too. Uh, yeah. So, of course, he's courtside. But uh, he uh, has just recently kind of broken his silence because it went viral. <laughs> yeah. And has said that uh, he was indeed taking a little nappy poo. Yeah. Uh, but he had had a pretty rough day. So there were, before we realized, uh, before people realized who he, he was, there were rumors that the guy might have been. Having an, an epileptic moment, he may yes. have been an, uh, you know epileptic or something like or that, or narcoleptic, or narcoleptic. That was yeah. it, not epileptic. I think you had said. Kathy said epileptic, and I was like, narcoleptic. And I said antiseptic. But apparently, just he took his daughter to see a college or something like that. Yeah, so the same had, day in the interview, yeah, he had uh, he said he had flown in from Atlanta the night before <laughs> after traveling with his daughter for a college visit. After driving down and back from Annapolis to watch her soccer game Sunday morning, he attended a Mother's Day brunch where he admitted that he probably, quote, ate more than he should have. Mm -hmm. And then he went to the Wells Fargo Center to watch game four. He said, I did have a drink or two, but not a lot. I do think that that contributed, but I just took a cat nap. And then in a separate interview, he admitted to more than having just a drink or two. <laughs> he had four vodka tonics, apparently. That's true. And he said, it just hit me hard, and I closed my eyes, totally unbeknownst to me, that it was caught on national television. Oh, yeah, I've so been there. He was out cold. Casey has been there. Uh, it passed, made the news. Passed out cold. Well, he was in the Daily News. The Daily News. Yeah, yeah it was a you picture know. of him. And again, like... It was at a fish concert, for those who don't know. There's <laughs> a difference between, like, like falling asleep and passing out. So, you know, same thing with this guy. I, I fell asleep. Listen, I was at, it, was a, it was a Trey concert. It wasn't a full-on Raging Fish concert, but it was a Trey and a Caesar concert. <laughs> I had worked earlier in the day. I w- made my way to the tower. I actually went backstage. It's not like I was partying, but I did share a bottle of wine with Trey's mom and dad. You were super excited. I was very excited. Right. You know, it, at this point in the night, it was 10, after 10 o'clock, I had been up for a long time. I was tired. I think it's funnier yeah. than, than uh, pass out drunk. Yes, yes. I agree. Pass out drunk is like, dude, you okay. Mm-hmm. You overdid it. You're out. Falling asleep is like. <laughs> I'm gonna just take a little rest right now. <laughs> you know, it's a little, it's nothing going on. I think I'll just, I think I'll just nod off for a moment. Here. One of my right. favorite stories is yours, Preston. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, and I was dead tired. Please I explain. Wasn't, I wasn't yeah. drunk or anything like that. Passing I, out. I forgot what we had done that day, but Casey had been one of those days. Yeah, where the, it had just gone all day long, and then we were yeah. going to go see a movie that night. And Godzilla, the most recent one, the original Godzilla yeah. of this recent spate of Godzilla movies, so has one of the loudest audio mixes <laughs> you could possibly imagine. So we went to movie tavern, big reclining, comfy <laughs> seats, and and the funny one of the funny parts was too, Steve, is we had. 
Uh, I'd got my tickets late. Right. So all we could get was like right down front. <laughs> right in front of the You're stage. You're forced to lay back. You have to lay yeah, back yeah, yeah. in order to see the screen. Was this during the week? Uh, I don't Do you remember. I don't remember. Because I think people like us shouldn't go anywhere during the week where you have to like sit still. <laughs> I agree. And so, I mean, 15 minutes in, I was out. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I just hear, <laughs> you know, just a, the loudest <laughs> roar you could possibly hear. And it rumbles me awake. Even the passive sounds of the creatures in that thing are like, are, yeah. <laughs> and I eventually, I think I went back to sleep as well. But uh, feel free to share your uh, fell asleep moments, <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We would love to hear because I think we've all done it before. Yeah. Hey, listen, and this guy's getting some good press for his... Uh... For yeah, his for his dealership. His yeah. car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say this, is that um, I get... I get. I don't like to be the guy who falls asleep, you know, anywhere. I don't. The only place I do it, oddly enough, is in the seat at either of the two dentists I go to. Yeah. Uh, so so, I do uh, that. and I'll fall asleep in that, and they're mm-hmm. fine. They know that I'm I'm going to do that. But if if I'm like on the couch or whatever. With Claire, I'm okay, but at, like at a, at a party or something, if I feel my stuff starting to nod off, I get nervous. Get I don't want to be the guy asleep in a get room out. full of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I now, doze off getting my nails done. We we have seen you uh, lightly fall asleep at meetings before, and you know that does, I totally understand. Oh, my yeah. God, Preston. You know what does it, it, it does me in? The hum of fluorescent lights kills me. Hmm. I mean, if I'm sitting there, it, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not even tired, but there's something about this... Do you guys get that at all? It's just us, me. It's when it's it's because of the time we get up, and it's when we sit still. This is why I can't ever I sit still. I move all day long because if I sit anywhere, I'm going. I'm gonna doze off like that. You when, know, you, when, you, when you get home, so if I get home, I cannot sit down. I don't sit. If I, I go sit all day. down, I'm yeah. gone. It's yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I go right to exercising. I yep. you know, and I I'll just stand in place and eat. <laughs> <laughs> run. No, I can't even sit on my couch like and watch. TV. I, yeah. I will fall asleep. Yep. I'm, I'm with you, Kathy. I am an object in motion, stays in motion, but the moment I stop, like, I am done. And I have so many stories. I will fall asleep in the car anytime. Like a like a little baby, I fall asleep in the car. Um, well, you're in, concerts, that, that, you're in movies. that strapped in seat in the back. I know, Steve. Yeah, the little car seat because I'm not big enough for the front yet. Um, here, I'm sorry, were you going to continue? No, no, no. Uh, here's a text that says, a few years ago, I came into the studio with you guys, and me and my wife were up early that, uh, and that night we went to see Kiss, and guess who fell asleep at the concert? Oh, no. My wife has never forgiven me oh, for that. God. Oh, forgiven me? <laughs> Why are you so mad? A lot like, of times, though, happens, if, you've, if you've paid, like, you know... I know. And that's, that's that's what kills me. You talk about the difference between passing out and falling asleep. Like Dave Matthews band concerts are legendary for people passing out yeah. because of, you know over imbibing. Yeah, they drank uh, all day. Right. Yeah. And so but but you're wasting money if you do that. I got to believe Jimmy Buffett's like that too. At some oh, point there yeah. people yeah. passed out just same, drinking same vibe? way too much all day long. Well, I did it at an Eagles game like cuz when we would sit below and they wouldn't let you stand, it was at the very uh, first seasons, they wouldn't let the people on the 100 level stand. And I was stuck between my dad and we have another large guy next to us. And I was in a winter coat and I was all bundled up. Yeah. And I'm stuck all in this little seat. Yeah. I couldn't see the players. So I was watching the screen and suddenly it just kind of like uh, does yeah. off a little bit. Yeah, I could see it. Let me go to Brandon. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Hey, long time listener, first time caller. Oh. Excellent. What's up, Brandon? Hey, so I'm calling about the uh, falling asleep at the movie theater. So yeah. my mom has this thing over the years, right, where she likes to go see the bigger movies in the theaters, like the Avatars, the Star Wars. Right. 
she suggests that I always go with her. Now, I work a physical job. So I always suggest I do go. Yeah, hey, let's go. But now I pay 20 bucks for a nap. Seems like. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, every time I go, she's all into the movie. She's like, oh, let's go. This is great. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I just worked 12 hours. So as soon as I sit down, the air conditioner hits, and that's it. I'm out. You're out. Lights go yeah. out. Yep. I hear you, yep, man. I, $20 for a nap. It's great. For a stretch there. Thanks, Brandon. I was, uh, when our kids, when we were going to every single animated movie that came out, no matter what it was. And there were a lot of them. I would regularly, in the, you know, last one third of the movie, <laughs> I would fall asleep. I'd just be out. Do you snore? I do. In public? Yeah, uh, uh, that I don't yeah, know. Okay, yeah. Don't know. P- possibly. That's my fear. Yeah. My fear is, is, you know, and that's why if I if I, f- I found myself, you know, uh, nodding off, I'm like, <gasps> when we went to the, the Hall of Fame in yeah. Chicago, Hall of Fame induction, mm-hmm. on the way back to Casey, Casey, remember the guy in the airport? Oh my god! Oh, he I was took video song. He logs, was man. logs so loud. Everybody was cracking up. <laughs> really? His buddy was taking video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's starting to take a, a video. A viral video yeah. for so many people. Yep. Let me go to Rich next. Hey, Rich. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Rich? All right, I saw a sleep during an MMR with you. <laughs> Allison Chains, tenth row. Tenth row, Allison during Allison Chains. You fell asleep. It was the end people. of the night. I used to laugh at people that did that. You know, uh-huh. I when I was younger, but I was that guy that night. And my wife felt the same way. We were at a tasty cake round overnight. Oh. And, and I was off that night, but when. When it came like 10 o'clock at night, Allison changes playing. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Well, Rich, anybody, that, like Kathy said, like people who are on our schedules and your schedule as well, <laughs> it, it becomes a liability. You've got to play your day, your concert going, your movie going in a whole different way. All right, Rich, here's Absolutely. here's what I need to know. Were you, uh, Was everybody standing up around you, I assume? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And at what point did you just go, I, I got to sit down? Was I it- just sat down, man, because I just... I just couldn't keep my eyes open, man. I mean, I just felt <laughs> tired. And, and you know, Allison Chains needs to kind of whine. That's what did it. All right. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it, man. Here's another concert one. This is interesting. I'm going to go to Jay next. Hey, Jay, good morning, bud. Gazooks. Gazooks. What's up? <laughs> it's a very, that's how Johnny Depp says Gazooks. Gazooks. All right, Jay, what's your falling asleep in a public uh, situation story? I, uh, I had maybe a couple too many beers, <laughs> fell asleep at a Def Leppard Kiss concert. Okay. Uh, and then there's a part of the show where Paul Stanley comes out singing Love Gun. He comes out to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was puking in a trash can, oh, and man. I got shamed by Paul Stanley. He just looked at me. And I became sober since that moment. Oh, wow. really? Wow. That was your rock bottom moment. Yes. Wow! All right, Paul Stanley. Now, now you weren't you weren't technically. Yeah, you were you were you were blasted, and that's why you were having that issue. You you didn't just pass out because you were tired. There yeah. were other elements at work, but Paul Stanley turned your life around. I remember a uh, buddy of mine yes. was smoking a joint at a uh, Rush concert. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Wait, what? You uh, heard the story before? But couldn't you see see Paul? <laughs> now look right here, people! Look at this guy. Yeah. It's a disgrace, isn't it, Paul? Because <laughs> yeah. they break up into a, yeah. they break out into a yeah. full conversation in the middle of the concert. It, it brings us to a, to a topic I've been wanting to address in concert: <laughs> the role alcohol plays in bad decisions. Oh my God! Oh, and, and I want to party every day. <laughs> let me go to uh, let me go to Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Charlie. What's up, buddy? 
All right. So I fall asleep playing video games with my buddies. You are playing, and are you playing like Call of Duty or were you playing like team Call games? Call of Duty, NHL, <laughs> and, like it's me and like three or four other guys and we're playing other people online. Yeah. I'll fall asleep right in the middle of the match. So all of a sudden your character just stops moving. <laughs> Yeah, and they crack up all the time. We we stream on Twitch sometimes, or we we stream, and I'll just stop moving. And Charlie, you'll hear me snoring on the mic too. Oh, do you have do you have any video of that? That's funny. Yeah, we we have video of that somewhere. (laughs) If you can invite us, I would love to see that because Preston's right. Your character would simply stop moving. And you can hear me snoring on the mic. They oh, laugh, my God. They crack up. oh that's great. Asleep. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Send that if you can. You here. know that when you're video gaming, Preston, sometimes it'll be well into the night. But oh, usually yeah. you're engaged enough not to fall asleep. Yep. I think this might be a husband wife that just texted in. All right. What, both of these? Yeah, read the here? first one, the top uh, one first. All right. This says uh, We have a running joke in our house about my husband's uh, $14 movie naps. <laughs> also, he took a $250 nap uh, during. Mary Poppins at the Kimmel Center. He was sleeping close enough where Mary Poppins could have poked him with her umbrella to wake him up. And then that's one text. And then the other one says, I had a front row center stage uh, tickets to see Mary Poppins on Broadway and passed out. And they stopped the play to see if I was okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. No, wow. this was at the Kimmel Center, Marissa. The uh, first one. This was the other one knocking. was on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I fell asleep at um, Music Man last month. Oh yeah. Uh, I just right. I can't help it, man. The lights go down. You know, like I had fallen asleep. I fell. Where asleep. were your seats? Oh, uh, were they good seats? Yeah, yeah. Right. I was. I don't even know. Like ten rows from the stage or something. You may be hardwired for that because you fall asleep during movies, television shows regularly. Yeah. Um, so even if you're being entertained by a show, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're, you're kind of used to falling asleep. I so fell asleep be, you know? at the Music Man, Rent, um, I, I know, Rent, uh, Macbeth, uh, Kiss Me Kate. I just, I can't help it, man. I you, told you, you I, should be now, the sleeping critic. Yeah. I regularly fell asleep at, um... Rocky Horror Picture Show because it was a midnight show. Right, you're and fighting. By the time, yeah. yeah, I by the time because they, they show music videos beforehand and everything. By the time like two a.m. rolls around, I was out cold every time. When you're home, how often do you do you just pass out? Never. Okay. I, like I I have the wherewithal to go to bed. Right. Rochelle, however, would always regularly fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. And I'd be and this was in our earlier uh, years before family and everything. Uh, came along that way, like, like, come on, let's go. Let's go upstairs. She'd be like, no, no. She would resist me, and she'd yeah. want to stay right there. I like to sleep in bed. Right. And so, therefore, when I start to feel it, I'm like, night, everybody. Yep. I'm out. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't like, uh, unless I'm sick and I'm just on the couch or whatever, okay, maybe I'll hang there. But I'd rather get up to bed. Bed's for sleeping. Uh, let me go to this one. This would be slightly embarrassing. I'm going to go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Jim? I fell asleep at my cousin's funeral. Oh, my oh, God. No. Were you a pallbearer? <laughs> well, I worked overnight, like 12 hours at a truck shop. Yeah. And it, it, was early in the, you know, it was early in the morning. I got down. It was like uh, maybe 10, 11 o'clock, and I hadn't been to bed. And next thing I know, my wife's elbowing me in the ribs. Was it a, was it when it, was it a Catholic uh, funeral with, like, with the full mass and that whole thing? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... They can go on. That, that's asking a lot. There's got to be a lot of people that fall asleep at <laughs> yes. those. I've done that. Uh, especially if you've worked overnight. You fell asleep at a funeral? It was after sh- after the show. Thanks, Jim. And yeah. I was in the pew by myself. All uh, of my friends... It was a friend's father. All of my friends were in front of me, and they filled up a whole pew, so I was by myself. So there was nobody to, like, tap me and wake right, me up. Right, right. And you can't stand up and move around, because you're at a funeral in the but middle of the church. at least you had an entire pew. You completely could stretch out if you needed to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I fell asleep in Italy, too. I just remembered this. I was having dinner by myself. There was this one restaurant that I really, really, really <laughs> wanted to go to. I wait. I see Marissa face down yeah. at the table by herself. In the weenie. Yeah. <laughs> they told, I, like, went four times. I think she's dead. And mm-hmm. finally, the hostess was like, look, come back at 10 o'clock. We'll get you a table. So I sat there by myself, and I ate like 10 dishes by myself, and I feel myself dozing off. I've had wine, I'm eating pasta, like it was everything I needed to fall asleep, and I asked them for a coffee, and they refused to give me a coffee until I was done my dinner, because coffee is only a dessert drink. Oh, really? So they wouldn't give me a cappuccino, or like okay. a espresso. Give me goddamn coffee. <laughs> wow. So there like when I refused the limoncello shot, and they were like, they didn't move, and they just sat there with the shot. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, I'll take Great. that. Yep. Like, it's like their rules. They insist it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Colleen. This one sounds very interesting as well. Hi, Colleen. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey. How's everyone doing? We're good. So, Colleen, you, you fell asleep at in an unlikely place? Yeah, so I call myself the queen of sleep. I fall asleep anywhere. But as a kid... One of my most interesting places was falling asleep at a NASCAR race. At a NASCAR? Were you actually in the stands or were you in one of the protected sort of um, suites? Suites. I could hear the in the bleachers. Wait, just to put this into perspective, we my mom had to drive and pick my brother up at a racetrack because my dad had taken him uh, to go watch a race, and it was so loud, even with the headphones on for him, mm. that they had to go pick him up because he couldn't handle it. He couldn't it. take it. No and kidding. She fell asleep there. <laughs> wow. You, you can't. You can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. How Colleen. old were you, Colleen, at the time? Like eight years old. Okay. Kids can fall asleep anywhere, though, right? Yeah. 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 I, I envy them that. Thanks, Colleen. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, it's obscenely loud at yeah. NASCAR events. It's, you <laughs> yeah, can't, you even can't imagine. believe it. Yep. So let me go to next. We have uh, Valerie. Hey there, Valerie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Valerie? So, I know it's not a very interesting place. I would fall asleep in high school. I would fall asleep in my religion class all the time. <laughs> There's a shot. That's a standard. Yeah. When the bell would ring, I, I wouldn't be able to wake up. I would have sleep paralysis and be, like, stuck <laughs> on my desk and not be able to move. You would have full-blown sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis, yeah. So, does that mean that they can't wake you up? Well, so, like, it would... I would be, like, awake. Like, I I would just kind of, like, fold my arms and, like, just put my head down. So I would be sitting there with my head down on the desk. And when I would, like, hear the bell ring, I'd be like, okay, it's time to get up. And I wouldn't be able to, like, move. She's for, like, like, a still good, partially like, sleeping. So you're, you're, like, still partially sleeping, Kathy says, even though you appear to be awake? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, Val, get up, get up. And it would, like, take me, like, a good, like, five seconds to, like, be able to get up and moving. I actually got seen, uh, most likely to fall asleep as my senior. <laughs> most likely. Did you, ever, did you ever go to the doctor to get uh, that checked out? No, 
you know what? It really never ha- like that would be the only place that it would happen to me. It never okay. Really Religion happened. class, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, thanks, Valerie. Appreciate that. Falling to yeah, sleep. Right. Falling to sleep in school. Guys. You too. Uh, we will go to Chris. Hi, Chris. You are on. Good morning. Hey, sorry about you guys at work again today. <laughs> nah, it's all right. What's up, man? So it's not really me, but uh, my father-in-law. I swear, everything that's holy, there could be a group of like five or six of us family members all sitting around having a conversation, and he'll be a part of the conversation, like an integral part. And all of a sudden, he's just like, <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Just start snoring in mid in mid like in mid conversation with us, and we're like, "Yo, yo, wake up, wake up!" He's like, well, I- "I'm awake, I'm awake." Yeah. Like, you're just snoring. He's like, "No, no, no, no! I know what's going on." <laughs> I'm like, "What? What can I then, then what happened? And then do you, do you, do you quiz him? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So we were talking about you know, we were talking about the third coming of Christ. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. and he's just like, you know, he just goes off and she's like, "Stop, old man, stop, stop." <laughs> that's you're funny. embarrassing yourself. You know, Thanks, that's Chris. adjacent to another. Um, Thing where a lot of people will, you know, I know Rochelle talks on the phone for a long time. People fall asleep on during a phone conversation. Yes. Oh my God! Remember, especially in high school, when you're talking to like a girl or a boy that you like, and yeah, you for stay hours. On, yes, and yeah. just just fall asleep with each other. Yep. Oh, my mom, she falls asleep on the phone all the time. Like, if she's talking to a friend, you know, and they'll get yeah. into a long conversation. <laughs> and, like, several people, they're like, uh, Jerry, are you still there? <laughs> Does she, will, she, will she, like, will she like oh, be yeah. in a comfortable seat? I've seen people, like, you know, put the, the phone on the pillow and, like, talk. It's like, you're, you're just begging for and, it. And I have a question about the, the last call, and you're yeah. saying, you know, how, how we were, I wasn't asleep. I, I did, you know, um, the, the sleep denier. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the yeah, person yeah. that will not yes. admit that they were asleep. Now, First. do they either not realize they were sleeping, or are they just embarrassed by embarrassed. It and, and they deny the fact that they were asleep? Yeah. I think when I was a kid, I may have done that, and now I'm like, oh, dude, I nodded off. Wow, yeah. sorry. I'm really dying. You are so boring. Yeah, you, yeah, you put me out. Insanely I mean, boring. It's, it's just horrible to talk to you. It's almost mind-numbing. Yeah. God Almighty. Yeah, yes. my mom will fully admit. You're a human it. anesthetic. She was. She also fell asleep at a wedding while someone was in a conversation with her. She was sitting at the table. It was my brother's friend, and he was like, "I think your mom fell asleep while I was talking to her." And she was like, "Yep, I sure did." She. Yep. I think I have asked the question. Are you asleep? Are you asleep? <laughs> <laughs> There's a video of um, America's Funniest Home Videos shows. I think it was one of the, the champions. Where the, the guys, you see the guy uh, cases one where he's he's talking. He's got the phone on the pillow. <laughs> oh wait a minute, we got to go to this. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, holy crap! I'm on the President Steve show. Yeah. Hey. Congratulations, you lucky Woo-hoo, bastard. Eric. What's up? All right, Eric. You got to share this story, man. All right, so uh, I was living with a girlfriend down in Maryland. This was probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And we were uh, entering into uh, coitus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well done. So we were in the, uh, let's call it the, the spooning position. Yes. All right. I passed out cold. Wait, what? <laughs> you, you passed out during sex. Yeah, and drinking no drugs. I just fell asleep. Oh my god! And I woke up to a punch in the face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. a punch in the face! <laughs> yeah, rolled like she rolled over, punched me in the face, started screaming at me, and I, I didn't even know what happened. I didn't even know I fell asleep. <laughs> and this was your girlfriend. This wasn't a hookup. This is your girlfriend living together. We were together a year, like a year, no, probably almost three years at that point. Wow. Have you ever danced? I mean, if you're sometimes if you're doing a, like a late night session and you're 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 going at it and you're you're you happen to be in a position that lends itself to falling asleep, have you ever come close? Um, 
Probably. Eric, yeah. thanks for your call, by the way. Um, I, I don't remember anything in particular. That, I think I would be, preceding that would be not being able to rise to the occasion. Yes, right. First, right. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. a guy, I think. I don't, I don't think I would be... I don't think I could be really tired and horny at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Like like passing out mid... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's happened to you? Yeah. You had a guy pass out on you? Not a guy. Yeah. Oh, it was a girl. Oh, you yeah. passed out. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling you guys, I, I will sleep anywhere. Yeah. Okay. I will fall asleep With anywhere. With anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Standing no. up in an airplane bathroom. Probably. Probably. <laughs> no, if you're tired... Yeah. That's it. And some of those positions, like uh, reverse cowgirl, yeah. no, they relent, they, they'll lend them spoon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely spooning. Yeah. Is, is, uh, and, and, I, and maybe missionary for, for ladies. I don't know. You're on your back. That's yeah. a good sleeping position, so I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, anyhow, listen, we do need to take a break because we got to stay on time for yeah. uh, MMR's concert cash. But thank you for sharing your stories. Yes. And, yes, it did turn out that uh, David Kelleher, of David Autos was he? He didn't like have a, a, a seizure or anything like that. He was just had a long day, had a couple cocktails, <laughs> passed out. Yeah, happens to the best of them. All right, we're gonna break. We'll come back. The bizarre file along with concert cash coming up when we return. So make sure you stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say Alexa, open MMR. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right, the word we got for you, my friend, is learn, L-E-A-R-N. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text the word learn to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry will win $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is brought to you by AAA Distributor. The word again is learn, L-E-A-R-N. Make sure you do that now. We'll do the B-File while you are on it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. to you this morning by Pella. Your journey to upgrade to Pella windows and doors is easy. And for a limited time, you get 50% off installation. Call 877-98-PELLA or visit PellaPhilly.com. All right, we're going to start with this story you may have been following on national news, but former Alabama corrections officer Vicki White has died from injuries after she and an escaped inmate, Casey White, no relation, were arrested in Indiana earlier Monday. She was hospitalized earlier with a self-inflicted gunshot wound 
and has been had been uh, taken into custody following a car chase in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, she has since passed away. No law enforcement officers officers fired shots. Uh, before the chase ensued, officers conducting a surveillance had spotted Vicki White exiting a hotel with a wig on. Then she and Casey White got into a car and drove away. Authorities continued to watch him until the vehicle pursuit began ending when a U.S. Marshal Task Force member drove a vehicle into the Cadillac that the pair were in. The car wrecked and rolled over. Officers were able to remove the inmate from the wrecked car, but Vicky was pinned inside with a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, Casey White reportedly told officers to help his, quote, wife, who had shot herself in the head. They weren't married. No. Uh, The pair's capture brought uh, to a close an 11-day manhunt they gained widespread national attention, saw hundreds of tips flood in from uh, corners of the country, including one that ultimately led, ultimately led to the location and arrest of the fugitives. Uh, the inmate faces previous murder charges, by the way. Uh, Vicky was first charged with uh, permitting and facilitating escape in the first degree and was later facing additional forgery and identity theft charges. Most escapees from a county jail are spontaneous, but this one was well-planned and calculated. They had plenty of resources, cash, vehicles, everything that they needed to pull this off, the sheriff said. This had so many things that reminded me of other cases. Like, this guy is 6'9", mm-hmm. like like super, Whoa. super big. Reminds me of that killer Preston in, in Mindhunter. Right. Uh, and then also you had the uh, Escape from Dannemora uh, uh, case with yeah. the... Relationship, yeah. I, I, and we don't know if he conned this woman into believing they were a thing or whatever. Right. But it's so bizarre. Uh, Vicky, who was an assistant director of corrections, took Casey White from the county jail on April 29th, saying she was taking him for a mental health evaluation, which authorities learned later had never been scheduled. She then said she was going to get medical care after dropping the inmate off because she wasn't feeling well. Uh, Vicky White's use of aliases may have complicated the search. She like was selling her house and all this stuff. Everything they were, they were leaving. And I, I think it's a case of a, of an inmate duping somebody and, and you know. Uh, and knew how to read her because yep. apparently her husband had passed away recently and she was very lonely. Yeah, so you, this was not going to end yeah. well at all and it certainly didn't. A passenger aboard a United Airlines flight was arrested for opening an emergency door and sliding down a wing of a moving plane oh. after it landed oh, in man. Chicago. <laughs> Flight 2478. From San Diego, touched down at O'Hare around 4.30 a.m. and was taxing to the gate when the man pulled the door and stepped out onto the wing. A United representative said, Our ground crew stopped the individual outside of the aircraft and the person is now in law enforcement. Uh, with law enforcement, the plane then arrived at the gate and all passengers deplaned safely. Goodbye! One of the passengers on the red-eye flight described the surreal scene on the tarmac. Uh, Marilyn Eagleson said, I think everybody on the plane was just surprised and kind of shocked as he was going out. <clears throat> she said, I heard everybody yelling, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he just went out the exit door and onto the wing. Even wow. the stewardesses came back and said, what just happened? Uh, a photo from Eagleson uh, snapped showed the exit of the uh, uh, the unidentified man used to get out of the plane. I didn't realize the wings were so big. Uh, the rogue passenger didn't even go out the emergency exit door by his seat. She said that uh, he crawled over one person and then three people on the other side and then went out that door. Uh, Chicago police said that the man has been arrested. I don't know why he wanted. I mean, they were taxing. They were about ready to, to get off the damn plane. And they make it pretty clear you're you're not supposed to use those unless you really need to. I think so. <laughs> yeah. A woman has been arrested for allegedly robbing uh, Chimung Canal Trust Company on Friday afternoon. Edna Jane Hallett. This is the bank, by the way. Right. Edna Jane Hallett 
83 years old, Whoa. was arrested. Police had responded to the bank when the uh, alarm was reported. Uh, police determined that Hallett had just left the bank and later located Hi, her Mom. walking on Pennsylvania Avenue. Hallett was... I'm reading your note. It says, Hi, Grandma. So Hallett was taken into custody after which police investigated further at the bank. Hallett was charged with first-degree robbery, a felony. And I don't have any other details than that, so I don't know if she had a gun or anything along those lines. You'll never take me alive. Yeah, so they... <laughs> Hi, Grandmom. That's the note. Uh, I love it. What does this say here, ma'am? <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> My God, we're being robbed. <laughs> <laughs> a video of a man's failed marriage proposal at a McDonald's in South Africa has gone vital. A uh, viral. Sorry, <laughs> you've got to see this. It's vital. This thing went vital. <laughs> a man can be seen in the viral video holding out a ring box while the woman being proposed to places her order at the fast food chain. Uh, a Twitter user uh, who uploaded the viral video said had witnessed such a sad situation today. She had captioned the video. Uh, the woman can be seen chatting with a McDonald's employee before looking back and shaking her head sideways at the man. The crowd at the restaurant can be heard cheering in the background, but things take a turn for the worse as a woman exchanges inaudible words with the man and then storms out of the restaurant. Uh, I mean, like, there's a line, everybody's waiting, and he's trying to propose to her, and she's just having none of it. I mean, he picked the perfect spot. Yes. (laughs) The man gets up, collects food from the counter, and leaves as well. While some social media users shared their sympathies with him, others said women have all rights to say no to a proposal, especially being asked at McDonald's while in line. One last story. Los Angeles County Fire Department have uh, rescued a bear from Six Flags in California. Uh, They had responded after a bear wandered into the back lot of California's Six Flags Magic Mountain theme park in in Valencia and ended up getting trapped between two trailers. Oh, Uh, The firefighters worked with Los Angeles County uh, Department of Animal Care and Control for several hours before they were able to free the bear. Put on a little weight. They had to use uh, heavy equipment to move one of the trailers and gain access to the trapped animal. Uh, the bear was relocated to a safe area by California fish and game personnel. Some of those parks, but just right like here, the Six Flags, um, you know, you're right up against a forest. You're right yeah. up against, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they get animals coming in fairly often. Yep. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. You got five minutes left to enter the word learn before we put a stop to that. It's a chance for you to win $500 in MMRBQ tickets in the MMR Concert Cash Giveaway sponsored by AAA Distributor, so make sure you do that now. The word is LEARN, L-E-A-R-N. We want you to win. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is.
I've noticed some things oh. that I wanted to tell you guys about this morning. The noticer is back, and he's noticed like a mother effort. And I'm the first thing I'm noticing are a number of text messages that have come up uh, yesterday and today asking, why are we not streaming on YouTube? And uh, there's a simple answer for that. Uh, Nick Murphy, who is our video god here at WMMR, uh, is off for a couple of days. And our streaming setup is kind of new-ish to us. I mean, we've been doing it for a little while. But it's in these stages where Nick is the guy that runs it. It's, It's on his personal account and all this other stuff. So he's not here, so we're not doing it. We should be back up and running tomorrow, right? Absolutely. As soon as he's back, it'll be running. Um, it's well, kinda... and he switches too. Like, yeah. so he's switching the the cameras. The cameras, so yeah. He it's does not just like throw it up there. He's directing no. you. Yeah. No, there's uh, there's work to be done while it's being streamed. So that is why you are not seeing our video uh, images right now. And the system was sort of uh, upscaled recently. Yes, right. There was yeah. some improvements. Yeah, yeah. Already. Thanks to our friends at Newman University who They're provided great. all of that uh, equipment that we ha- are able to do that. And um, if you are having some trouble streaming, it worked. Um, try the MMR app. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, WMR.com for streaming. Yep. So we'll get the, the video meantime. stuff back up uh, tomorrow, most likely. Okay. That was just a quick notice thing. I've noticed other things. The notice you noticed a self-serving notice, but it's good. Yep. So how about this one? This is this has been a long time coming, and they finally created a device that is called the Loved One Launcher. <laughs> what? Oh the Loved God. One Launcher. I actually looked at this with... Um, uh, this could be something that I get. Yeah? Yeah, my mom's ashes. Uh, I have my mom's ashes in my house. All right, so yeah. let me explain what this is. And this is per the company that makes this. Uh, it is the ultimate way to send a loved one out with the same passion they uh. had in life. This handheld ash-scattering cannon is perfect for life celebration parties and memorial services, allowing the earthly remains of any beloved human or pet to be shot into the air, to be scattered. A life lived to the fullest is not something to mourn. It warrants celebration. And the loved one launcher is the perfect way to easily and gracefully bid them farewell. Okay, this is this is real. <clears throat> yeah, it's this real. is legit, dude. It's real. Yep. Okay. All right, so can they... Um, can they add like uh, like pink or blue uh, confetti to turn it into a gender reveal at the same time? Yes, well, they can. You see here, there there is actually confetti, and some some of the people are launching things that have confetti along with the ashes as well. Yes, uh, in fact, it's written that way in yes. this. Uh, okay, in this really? description. Yeah. All right, Preston. Do you see? Do you have there? How much it is? No. How much is it? It's three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, for oh. the launcher. Okay, oh. you're well, only going to use it one. Well, no, I guess you could use it more than you once. You probably use it for other. Just clean out, the, clean out the previous loved one, and get ready <laughs> for someone else. Yeah, I, I am. Um, so my dad's wishes, and they, have, I believe they remain the same. I don't know collectively what they want to do, but when when he passes, he wants to be cremated, and he and my mother's ashes scattered on the ocean at. Off Buoy 11B, which is halfway across the Long Island Sound between Connecticut and Long Island. So you're going to have to get there. That's, that'll be no problem. They're both. I, I can get something out there, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'm gladly going to accommodate his wishes. But oh. this cannon might be a nice little thing because, you know, we all think of the scene in the Big Lebowski. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my just, God. The ashes blow back on. Oh, yeah. This is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, essentially, this is just a potato gun or. Hey, we have this T-shirt cannon that well, we can use. Well, that's why I'm shocked it's, that it's, it's $375. Well, you need to, you, let's say you, you want to project that powder out with enough. Force, you, yeah. That yeah, is. so a, a T-shirt's a little bit more condensed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dest is a little different. So I've actually looked at what 
the remains of my mom, and there's, you know, there, there's, not to get grotesque, but there are little bone fragments and things like sure, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. All right, so to read further in this, it says, the loved one launcher, and we're watching video of the Big Lebowski uh, as we're reading this. The loved one launcher is the only device of its kind that will shoot earthly remains over 70 feet into the air. Yeah. Allowing for a wide dispersal of ashes that can be observed by all in attendance. And to add to the celebration, Casey... Ashes can be mixed with confetti or even streamers for a dreamy visual effect, creating a beautiful, joyful scene that sets the perfect tone. Paying homage to a loved one's life is simple and intimate with what feels almost like a daytime fireworks display in their honor. It does bring a little bit more... Uh, I, listen, I've, I've never wanted to be buried. I, I want to be cremated as well. I don't want to take up land, you know, for my maggot body. So this seems a little bit more fun. Uh, the Could launcher, you put a T-shirt in it? I think so, yeah. Good. Yeah, it says the launcher should not be aimed at any structure or living thing as, his bla- as its blast is powerful. It should only be handled and operated by an adult. Uh, avoid shooting into oncoming wind. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Downwind or in still air only. And note that it will take two shots to disperse all the ashes of an average adult. Okay, so that's going to, if I do it, as per the original plan, I would be doing it four times. And it says uh, more shots if confetti is desired. All right. Uh, your resultant coverage will vary depending on the um, con- contents of the cannon and wind conditions, if any. Mm. I, I, I will say that we do not use our T-shirt cannon enough. Oh, I mean, I, we, we barely use it at all. Yes. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. we You know... Our greatest invention was the chili cannon, yeah. but but uh, it became lethal, or near lethal, as we found out. Apparently. I wonder what else we could shoot out of that T-shirt cannon. Uh, hot dogs, <sighs> hot underpants. Dogs. I mean, we should we should try a variety yeah. of things someday and see how that works. Apparently, we're having some trouble filling up the canisters. Like, they used to be able to do it at Dick's Sporting Goods, and they don't do it anymore. They don't oh, do really? Yeah. You can go to, like, yeah. so... Maybe like a Hobby Lobby would do it. Uh, what about... Uh, party store. What about uh, uh, paint, uh, paintball places? Yeah, wherever they do that. So, wait, Dix doesn't do that anymore. That's what I was told by the person who borrowed it last. Yeah, uh, that would be Greg Monahan. Greg <laughs> Monahan uses our T-shirt cannon every a year, a year. Like twice yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah, so he's more than we use it. <laughs> he's getting yeah. use out of it. Yeah. He uses. You, you'll get. You'll. You know, you hear a knock on the door, and you turn around, and Greg's there. Can I borrow your uh, T-shirt cannon? <laughs> yeah. And the ghillie suit. Yeah. Or, Dude, hey, do you guys have, like, a horse head? Yeah. You know, and he always comes in and asks for the weirdest and stuff. And salad he knows, tongs. He knows we have it. You want to go to a party that he's at. Yes, you yeah. do. Without yes, a Yes, you do. Oh, I was out at a bar with him one time, and it, I never laughed so hard. He yeah. had, for whatever reason, I don't know why he does this, but he brings, like, an old cord, like, phone Bone. with, yeah. like, the, the spiral cord, and... You'll see the cord like halfway across the bar, and he's all the way on the other side on the phone. Like yeah. I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but right. I laughed so hard. Oh, he jumps rope. He jump ropes, jump ropes with, with it. it. Yeah, nice. he uses like a jump rope. I love it. Well, I would say that the uh, the cannon. This is for him then. Yeah. When, when Greg when Greg passes, somebody's going to have to pick up <laughs> yeah. the loved one launcher and put his ashes in there. A quick question before we move on. I, I wonder if you might if it might be of benefit to slightly to put in maybe uh, um, a tablespoon of liquid to give it a little bit more density consistency uh, as you launch you know i don't know <laughs> like that blah, 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 like the marinara uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I don't know. It doesn't explain that in the yeah. in the directions. Uh, I might have. To, I'm going to have to work on this because this might be something I'm purchasing. Add your own, if you will, for yeah. that. But uh, yeah, that's for sale. And it was what three hundred seventy something dollars. Three seventy five. Well, okay. All right. Let me see. How about this one? What's next, officer? Uh, this is about retiring, but not in a way you might think. By uh, getting it, blown out of a ashes cannon? No. So it starts with this guy, with the story of this guy, Jeff Farshman. Uh, he's actually from Delaware. Um, <gasps> for nearly two decades, he's 72 years old. He has spent his golden years, like many other uh, adventure retirees, enjoying leisure cruises to exotic ports of call. But unlike many of his fellow cruise passengers, he basically lives on a cruise ship. Wow. I've, I've heard of, and, and there have been specials on this type of living where, you, you know, like you go on a, on a cruise ship that offers this mm-hmm. and you basically go everywhere they go mm-hmm. and that's your whole thing. Does that appeal to you, Preston? No, 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 no. Not at all. Uh, I would not be interested. Uh, but that, but some people are finding that it's actually, it's it's like cheaper than an assisted living right, home. Right, right. If you're on a, a cruise ship just wandering around the world. It's like the love boat. So he spends months traveling the world's oceans and waterways, half of the year, if not more. I don't know where the hell I am. He doesn't do it all the time. Uh, He's got a home uh, in Delaware, uh, and he's part of a growing cohort of older folks who are literally retiring on cruise ships. He said, pandemic aside, I've been cruising for seven, eight months a year. Wow. Uh, I am a world traveler and explorer type, and cruising has literally allowed me to see the entire planet. Uh, living on a ship was not exactly what he had in mind. He first be- when he first began cruising, but the former vice president of Lockheed Martin, there you go, find himself uh, stuck on a conventional Caribbean cruise when Hurricane Ivan hit in 2004. He said, "I just kept extending and extending my time on board because the hurricane ruined my original winter plans, and ultimately." I ended up uh, completing six voyages in a row. Oh, my God. Yeah, and almost 20 years later, he now organizes his life around his time at sea, keeping his uh, periods ashore as brief as possible. And uh, he found himself back on dry land during much of the coronavirus, but uh, he's back at it again. You're not a cruise dude to begin with. No, I've, I've been on several of them. Yeah. And each time I've gone on one, I'm like, well, maybe this time it'll be different. But I just find it restricting and um i don't know just something about it i don't like i've made a, a clear delineation in in my approach to cruises it has to be a place best served by being by seeing things from the water, from the water like yeah. alaska mm-hmm. uh, like the greek islands stuff like that but to take a cruise to get to somewhere um is too slow uh, to me why people cruise down to the caribbean i have no idea just go there you know, what are you waiting for? So I but, don't understand but, that. But some people like the cruise itself, I know. the amenities, the, the, the pool, the, the shows and all that stuff being as part of the big I entertainment like it, and being on the water. But I'm not that enamored of the, I mean, and they today's cruise ships are astonishing. But retiring on a cruise ship is gaining an increasing higher profile despite the industry tumult caused by uh, the pandemic. Uh, apparently, onboard Wi-Fi is becoming much more reliable. So we could do a live broadcast from a cruise ship. We could. <laughs> uh, but not necessarily more affordable. Upgraded connectivity has also allowed semi-retired cruisers to be based at sea while still working if they want to. My, um, my dad actually did a thing for a while where he was he got free passage on cruise ships is after my, my mom passed away and... Uh, he, um, you know, years after, but he would go on these cruise ships and kind of be, he would dance with the women who were, oh, uh, really? not like a male gigolo, but he was yeah. there like to be, be a, like oh a my gosh. Yeah, and he had a blast. 
By the way, cruisers, stereotypes aside, are definitely appeal to older travelers. Yes. Uh, One-third of the 28.5 million people who took a cruise in 2018 were over 60, and more than 50% were over 50 years old. We have dinner at 1 p.m. Uh, more, what's more, <laughs> cruise ships uh, offer many of the essential elements that seniors need to thrive. Organized activities, a decent level of me- medical care, and most crucially, a built-in community of like-minded travelers. And then I- a musical on tap. Yes. <laughs> I, took, I was on a cruise, um, and the reason I did it was because so I stress when I have to travel and yeah. it was less stressful. We were touring through Europe and uh, for me having to like go to a, the train station, you know, get everything packed in, then the, you know, the airport and making sure your luggage is a certain weight and, the, you know, like it was it it's, was stressful. It kills your fun. We were going to a number of places so for me it was uh, much more uh, much less stressful You're- to have the ship take us to where we were going and then we get off for the day or two days or whatever it is and spend time and you're traveling in your hotel yeah yeah exactly uh so there are some what they call grand cruises that can last 50 days or more at a time Uh, the holland america for instance offers a 71 day grand african voyage itinerary stopping in 25 ports in 21 countries Uh, along with the Grand World Voyage, visiting 61 points uh, ports in 30 countries in 127 days. There's a 30-day wow. cruise that'll take you from uh, Pennsylvania to New Jersey across oh, the Delaware. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. a 30-day yeah. They make a number of stops across the river. It's not stressful wow. at all. <laughs> By the way, dropping anchor again. Uh, there are also those you can you can actually buy. You can own uh, a like a condo, oh. a condo yeah. on a ship as well, or like a timeshare, probably. Exactly. Yeah. So owning at sea isn't cheap, though. Uh, uh, MV narrative units run between one and eight million dollars, huh. while a limited number of one to two year leases start at four hundred thousand. So I wonder what like a one million dollar uh, and yeah. are they are what a suite would look like. So because I've been, we we actually did pretty well on our Alaska cruise, and this is years ago. And we didn't there was a package deal they had, and the suite aboard that ship was pretty awesome. We had a balcony and the whole thing, and it was right. uh, you know. But now you see like the Viking cruises that do the the Rhine or the river cruises over in Europe. Yeah, those things are like top level hotel quality so, suites. They're starting to build fully residential ships. Wow! Like the twenty year old, the world, and the soon to debut MV Narrative. Uh, the former includes one hundred sixty five individually owned onboard residences. While the far larger MV narrative uh, set to hit the season 2024 offers 547 one to four bedroom apartments. You know what's great about that arrangement? Wow. If you have an annoying neighbor, push them overboard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done and done. I don't know. I haven't seen them. Wow. Okay. So, anyhow, interesting take at uh, a different way to retire. Huh. All right. I noticed this. I saw this video the other day, Steve. You will love this thing. Uh, it's a California startup. They're called Spin Launch. Okay. And they recently performed their eighth demonstration of their uh, suborbital mass accelerator. But unlike previous tests, this time they put a camera on it. Steve, I'm going to try to describe to you what this thing looks like. Okay, imagine a Ferris wheel. Yes. That's inside a case. Okay, so a case that's kind of shaped like that. And essentially, instead of using any propulsion at all, instead of using any fuel... It's an ex- it's it's a centrifuge inside right. this thing, and it spins and it spins and spins, and and then it lets go of something and launches it just by throwing it. So it's throwing all it. the way up. Okay, it's incredible. So how uh, and the, as a means to what end? 
and it means to eventually throwing something just shy of orbit, right? And then having a small amount of, uh, of fuel, okay. small amount of fuel to get it into orbit. Whoa! So right, therefore, what kind of G's are we therefore, here? instead of well, like no living thing could ever okay. survive this. <laughs> 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 Do you have a problem? Do not feel good. Houston, we have a Do not feel good. So, so it would be for like very, very smaller size satellites. Right. Uh, but He wasn't in there, just as fluid. But that's me. fluid. But uh, do me a favor. Yeah, Connor found it. Okay, right. so here's a video of what this thing looks like. Oh, my God. And essentially, so it's it's a centrifuge inside this thing, and then it just lets go, and it sh- launches stuff. Wow. Thousands and thousands of feet into the air. So It oh. happens so fast, you can't see it. Okay. Uh, that they, they, they show in a, in a slow motion video what it looks like. So... Uh, the latest test happened at the company's 108-foot-wide suborbital mass accelerator in the New Mexico desert. Uh, such tests are becoming routine for spin launch, with the first demonstration of the kinetic launch system occurring last October. Does this... So, you would have to have something that could withstand that kind yes. of pressure. So, you could not send up... Um, I mean, to me, the application that would seem most obvious, but maybe not so much, a satellite... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, what yeah. satellite is built to withstand? Yeah, it'd have to be made pretty yeah. damn solid. So, footage from the onboard camera showed the projectile hurtling upwards from the kinetic launch system at speeds of excess of a thousand miles per hour. The flight lasted for eighty-two seconds, during which time uh, the test vehicle reached an altitude of over twenty-five thousand feet. So, you figure eighty-two seconds, half of that going up is when it hits its peak. So, in about, in about forty seconds, it makes it to twenty-five thousand feet. <laughs> I mean, again, any estimate as to what kind of G's that would be if someone were to pull that? It, it didn't say in this story, uh, <laughs> but uh, watching the video, you can see the launch facility quickly recede or uh, uh, receding from the view as the projectile ascends rapidly. Uh, the spinning is part of its design. The fins of the test vehicle are slightly angled to include... Uh, induce a spin to provide additional stability during the flight. So, okay, so that ma- keeps it more on its proper trajectory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, everything like this has a military application. Is there a military application to this besides, you know, missiles, the obvious? No, not they're, they're not talking about it for weapons, just yeah. for getting stuff into orbit like uh, like satellites. How about for food delivery services? By the way, this one that they're using, Steve, the A33 suborbital mass accelerator, is operating at a fraction of its maximum capacity. Once more, the facility is a one-third scale version of what Spin Launch is intending to build. This is like a third the size of the really big wow. mother that they want to build. And orbital- speaking, I'd like to order some Chinese food. All right, mm-hmm. go outside, stand outside, open your mouth. <laughs> uh, an orbital accelerator capable of shooting objects to the edge of space. Wow. The full-scale version is expected to propel objects in the upper atmosphere at speeds reaching 5,000 miles an hour. At which point a propulsion stage will kick in to finish the job, sending small payloads to low Earth orbit. So the one they're showing in comparison, the video that kind of called up here, uh, the one that they're planning, Preston, is the size of the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Or is that the one currently in existence? Uh, well, the one currently so in, in existence is pretty big. Yeah, it looked pretty big. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so you're that, and that's just a fraction of the size. Yeah, I think this one. Could you put your uh, your whites and your colors in that as well? <laughs> You uh, gotta I, put OxyClean in first. I think th- this is 108 feet wide, so I, I don't know. Um, it's the size of an average automobile. 
Uh, but anyhow, yeah, it says that uh, it can use innovative approach to launch objects as heavy as 440 pounds, like small satellites, on-orbit scientific experiments, and building materials. That's a mind-blower. Among other things, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, awesome. it's in such a primitive way to do it, but still such an innovative way to do yeah. it. We'll yeah. say, on a on a similar note, Steve, I have this uh, little toy that we play with on the beach. It's called a foxtail. Yeah. Uh, it is so much fun to play with, and essentially it's that. You you spin this thing around, 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 and then when you're ready to throw, you just kind of let go, and it launches and it's so much fun. So with the design of this case, it, it looks like that, obviously, the machinery takes care of making sure that at the time that it's going to be ejected, it's in that tube. Right. But but you have to think of the microsecond timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because if you were to release it anywhere in that without, yeah. you'd blow the thing apart. Well, that, and yeah, uh, you would to, blow to that. To explain it, it, like take a, take a, a, a disc if you're trying to imagine in your mind, and just attach a pipe to the side of that disc, and that's sort of what this thing looks like. Yep. So the latest test suggests that the system is capable of launching uh, cameras without destroying them, which is a good sign, considering that the intense G-forces within the centrifuge could conceivably damage the delicate components found in satellites. So that's what we were talking about. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty wild. All right, uh, let's see what else. I noticed a lot of stuff. Did you notice anything about Target or shopping? <laughs> no. Do I, do I need to reveal real Kathy back in? Just a little bit. All right, I, I noticed something about somebody she knows. Ooh. Oh, nice. is that good, Kathy? Uh, the founder of Tony Luke's. Oh, yeah. And one I of his sons <laughs> pleaded guilty. Well, it's not Tony Luke Jr., not Tony. It's yeah. not the Tony we know. Tony Luke uh, Sr., and one of his sons pleaded guilty Monday to hiding millions in revenue from uh, the IRS over a decade. So you, for wow. years, there's been, and I remember they, when the Tony Luke's opened up in Maniunk and then like in short order closed. And I was like, what's going on? Tony, uh, Tony Luke Jr., who we, you know, we, we know and know well, he's, 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 his calling now is, is helping people, you know, with, with um, uh, addiction. addiction. And he's yeah. doing such a phenomenal job. And there's a couple of things that he, you know, the projects that he's out there working on. But I wondered why that split initially took place because he is not really in the company much Yo, Tony anymore. Luke's yeah, Tony Luke Jr. Yeah, it's a, it, between this and the product line. I think there was a split, Kathy. Oh wow. Um, so wait, I was gonna. Oh, they, they so they helped. They had like um, two separate books. Yes. Like, yep. But I'm wondering um, if this is. If they just got caught, like, is this what happens when you have restaurants and and some of your, um, you know, some of your income is is cash is off the books? Like, you know, yes, they got in trouble and, and, you know, it is what it is. But is everybody doing it? Is it something like that? Or no? Or did they really like... Marissa? Marissa's our restaurant gal. Just... Just this weekend, my dad was telling me about a place that was started in South Philly, and it was cash only. And then they opened up a mainline spot, and he said that lasted about two weeks. And then they added credit cards because, you know, people in the mainline weren't cash. And and that's it. I think that just explains it right there. Like, you kind of do what you can do until you can't. And I think to deny that this isn't going on around us is a little silly. Well, like, in this case, though, this the company started to um, increase exponentially. It you know, became a, a much larger brand. Well, and maybe that's why. And yeah. so maybe that's, that's why they got caught. Right. Know? I think there's so... Right, exactly. And that could I mean, be the issue. If you think about it, Kath, like uh, when you are a server, right, and you get your tips and a percentage of your tips are in, on credit card bills and then a percentage of your tips are in cash... A lot of times, people aren't, aren't going to claim 100% of their cash tips. But how can you have a cash-only business? Like, 
Isn't that just, aren't you just raising the red flag, like, audit me? You know uh, what I mean? Uh, I think, I think so. Listen, there was a place um, in Manioc that was a, a restaurant. I won't mention it, but it was, I was stunned that it was just cash only, and it was an older style restaurant, and, and, and and that I think eventually they caught up. I with guess them. they could just yeah. claim that they don't want to pay the fees for the credit cards and, that's and all viable. that. Yeah, and you can determine what way you want to be paid. You just have to, on the other side, file your yeah. tax returns and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're and not encouraging any of this. No, but. No. They're, like, you're just opening yourself up to get caught. No, we're strictly the drug trade. Yeah. No, I mean, but honestly, if you're doing um, any sort of, uh, like, work at your house, there's a there's a different price a lot of times if you're like, all right, well, what if I pay cash, you yeah. know? And there's usually a cheaper price. What if I pay counterfeit cash? Okay. <laughs> uh, Anthony Lucadonio Sr., uh, 83 years old, known as Tony Luke uh, Sr. or Papa Luke. And Nicholas uh, Lucadonio uh, told a federal judge they kept two sets of books to hide cash uh, that they raked in for the signature sandwiches they sold. They also admitted to paying their employees large portions of their salaries under the table in cash to evade payroll taxes. Their guilty pleas uh, to one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States is punishable by up to five years in prison uh, came as a result of a family row. So Tony Luke's, which uh, Lugadonio Sr. opened in 1992 in the shadow of I-95, um, had uh, uh, grown to, into a global franchise, more than a dozen locations, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, D.C., Maryland, Texas, even Bahrain. Uh, but Tony Luke Jr., who we know, and he's the guy that everybody sees as the face of the business, right. was not charged alongside his father and brother. His business relationship with the family ended in 2015, and he was fired. A lawsuit followed. The company split in two. The original Tony Luke's, which operate, operates the Oregon Avenue store, and Tony Luke's franchises, yeah. which are run by Tony Luke Jr. So he runs the other ones. So he so he has nothing to do with has, the restaurant now? He has nothing. And they, not, they not the one, the original one, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and, and he wasn't charged. Two of his sons, two of Tony Luke Jr.'s sons, who previously worked at the sandwich shop, stole payroll and sales records detailing the business's tax fraud scheme and turned them over to the federal investigators. Oh, oh. no. So he was kind of like, I guess, the, the the sons were working for Tony to go in and get yeah. the dirt and give it I to the I wonder if that wasn't done. I was. I wonder if Tony wasn't working with them and that was done as part of yeah, I don't like know. a plea deal. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, those documents show that uh, Tony Luke Sr. and Nicholas uh, sought to hide the financial success of their restaurants between 2006 and 2016 by purposely keeping cash profits out of their business bank accounts and developing a complicated method of paying their workers to avoid taxes. Wait, so is will uh, Tony Tony Luke Sr. do jail time? Uh, well, maybe. They pled guilty. So, yeah, yeah there's a chance oh that God, it could, could happen. Could you imagine be re- being responsible for your dad going to jail? And by the way, uh, when Tony Luke Jr. was fired from the family business in 2015, his father and brother became so concerned their scheme would be exposed in the resulting court battle that they amended several tax returns to reflect their true earnings. So they they knew it was coming. I think, uh, you know, I don't know, or, or perhaps what happens is you see the company doing things that you know are just not above board, and there's, you know, you, 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 have, you try to do something to right the ship, and maybe that's what he was thinking when he helped with this. Don't know the specifics, yeah, but it is, sure. it is bizarre. When family feuds like this go on, Ooh. you get something like this going, man. Uh, let me go to Gregory. Hey, Gregory, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up? Man? I was the former neighbor of the owner of Nifty 50, and this kind of thing went on for a period of 25 years until the proverbial disgruntled employee 
wheel. They would take cash payments and just not report it to hide income. And the owner went to jail and his daughter went to jail. She got even more time. And the sad part is she had little kids at the time of her sentence. Yeah, wow. I remember that. I remember that one. Gregory, really? do, you, do you remember um, how, how much time they were sentenced to? I believe the owner, his name is Bob, of all things. Bob was sentenced to seven years, but the daughter got even more. I mean, this this is, you know, child's way over, so I think I can speak about it. And he was the nicest, most pleasant man. He would give out ice cream, of course. Uh-huh. I guess it didn't mean anything to him. But, but this, 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 this disgruntled employee squealed like a pig. Yeah. And wow. That, and that, that's what did it. That's what did it. So that's... it wasn't a family feud, but it, it was a tradition of just, just pocketing cash. And, and, it, and it was definitely somebody done wrong, and they raised the red flag, and boom. That's yeah. why it's always, it always cracks me up when you see, like, uh, you know, in the, in the James Bond movies, and you see these underground... You know, they're like the volcano where they got uh-huh. the whole thing, and somebody goes, "It's goddamn Blofeld. Uh-huh. Look at look, look at what he's taking. Yeah. He's, he's shorting me. I'm going to go to the authorities. Like you know, you've yeah. got to keep your employees happy mm-hmm. when you're running yeah. something like that because of that one disgruntled employee. Uh, yeah, I, I just felt bad for for the kids whose mother sure. was incarcerated. She might, they might, they both might be out now, but she had little kids, and uh-huh. they, they put her in jail because this was a, a family tradition this issue of, of hiding income that went on for decades and you, you know look you can't hide from the irs you just you just might as well just eventually man death and no, taxes you're right thank you gregory appreciate right. it casey thank somebody's uh texts are pointing out uh uh manko mancos yeah that's kind of what happened there mm. or between mac and mancos I, I think so i don't know the, the full details but uh it was tax related. I mean, yeah, listen, and, and if you're going to do nifty it, mango. <laughs> you're, you're, you do it long enough, you're, you're going to get caught. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to Mike here real quick. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Got Deuce. Got Deuce. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, years ago, I used to work for Gateway 26 down in Wildwood, um, and that was a video arcade. And when I say cash, I mean, it was hundreds of dollars laying in the bottom of every single video arcade machine in there. They would weigh the, the quarters with a scale and take them down to the count room. It was so many hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash running through that place. It was insane. And it was just and a cash business. in there was just lining their pockets to just reach in and <laughs> fill their pockets with quarters. There is the inclination if you have a, a cash business to... To do that, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, and I, I can see the enticement, you know, and I mean, you, where there's no straight up accounting. But in a case like this or something that gets big and gets traction, mm-hmm. like Tony looks like the Nifty 50 is obviously a, a, a mainstay, um, you know, your your profile rises and people are going to come looking around. Who was the, uh, who was, uh, like Richard Hatch we talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the original Survivor winner. The, the world saw him win. <laughs> Oh, dude, Wesley Snipes yeah, got Wesley Snipes. busted big time for, for tax evasion. The clock's ticking. They're going to get Somebody's you. Somebody's going to get you. They're, they're keeping records, and uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. That's You're, right. I, I just give, yeah. g- g- take what you want. Yeah, yeah. All right, so anyhow, but yeah, it'll be interesting to find out what kind of time they're going to do. Because yeah. they, they yeah. pled guilty, you know, so it's, it's there's well, that- a... There's a sentence that's going to be coming down for that. That might work in their favor. They probably did that also to reduce. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. All right. um, That's all I have time to notice. Not going to do any more. Notice notice has got to go. Notice has got to go. The noticer needs us to stop talking and listen. Yeah. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. Here's what we got to do. Remind you that that it's (laughs) Tattoo's Day and your chance to win a President Steve theme tattoo. So text for a tattoo to 39333. We'll give that away before the show is up. It is from... Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We'll be back in a moment. Are you an MMR VIP? 
Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. In less than an hour, we're going to have your chance to win with uh, MMR's concert cash. But <clears throat> why wait? Scott, good morning to you. Morning. Scott, scream it from the mountaintops. Why are you calling? I just won $500 on WMMR. He did it. Yes, he did. MMR's concert cash. We got another winner. Where are you from, Scott? What's that? What part of the uh, area are you from, uh, sir? I'm from Glenside, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right, Glenside, excellent. And a uh, longtime listener of MMR? Oh, yeah, yeah, many, many years. How about MMRBQ? You ever been? Never been. Ooh. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you got yourself some tickets, my man, and uh, make sure you obviously check out all the bands. Come by and see the Preston and Steve side stage that is set up with some special things there and we'll give you a 500 bucks on top of it all all right oh man that's fantastic fantastic all right thanks for listening scott congratulations and we'll get another shot at that coming up at 10 a.m so just uh listen and enter, and you might be like Scott walking out here with a little bit more money. So cool. Sweet deal. Yep, absolutely. Hey, uh, I stumbled across this article that I thought was kind of interesting. Actually, uh, it's not quite timely. It's on the other end. Kathy, I think you said earlier uh, today was move-out day. Was it for Penn? Yeah. Or, okay. So we're there already. Can yeah, you believe it? It's unbelievable yeah, that things yeah. are wrapping up. So with that, though, um, you know, maybe reflecting on what you did this past year in college, and maybe you're... Uh, maybe graduating, uh, who knows. But uh, I came across this article of the wildest college courses that are offered across America. And some interesting stuff here. And a few of these I've never heard of before. Uh, but these are like elective classes. Right. Uh, things that uh, aren't necessarily going to lead to a profession for stuff you. Stuff that like, makes parents go crazy. Well, I was yeah. going to say, are these like were the easy class? Like right. there was always yeah. one that you took. You're like, it's automatic A. Yeah, oh, just hold it. <laughs> Yeah. What's that case? Just one easy class? Because <laughs> I found a few of them. And, uh, I mean, these are, are ridiculous. And you take somebody like my wife who worked her ass off in college, and I tell her about uh, my class that was actually called Oral Interpretation. Oh, yeah. We had that. But, really, we renamed it Reading Out Loud for four credits. <laughs> okay. And Preston, once a week, you had to bring something in, uh, you know, on the topic, you know, children's book, uh, poetry, blah, blah, blah. And you had to get in front of the class and you had to read it out loud. Okay. Actually, and, that's a valuable skill. And that's all you had. There were no tests, no papers. Right. You just once a week had to well, read something out loud. To and, th- and that's what I'm curious about. Like, go- like going through these, I'm like, okay, what's the practical application of some of this stuff? So reading out loud, actually... Uh, it, now, whether or not you need a college course or not, I don't know. Yeah. But to be able to to do that in a professional setting, it was four credits, though. That's that. I think four that's credits. Four credits? Yeah. Yes, come on, come on, man. That, that's just it. A lot of times they will attach these credit loads to things that are just absolutely useless. Now, I think public speaking, being confident in front of people. Well, that's public a good speaking thing. was another course that we took. What? Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. this wasn't even public yeah, that speaking. That wasn't easy, though. Public right. speaking, at least not at my school. Was yours an easy class? No, no, I mean, no. Uh, it was graded. You were supposed to learn how to speak publicly. So, you know, you're. I don't want to say you're graded harshly, but you were, you know, picked apart and given tips and stuff like that. And Yours was hard, Kathy? Yeah, like ours was an actual course. Oh, all right. They're good when they cover prereqs. Like, I think when I was at Temple, you had to take some sort of, like, 
athletic class or something like that. So they offered, is it called kinesiology? I always get that wrong. Kinesiology. Kinesiology, that's it. Kinesiology is a very sexual (laughs) camp. So you pretty much just went to gym class. Oh, I took step aerobics. There you go. I had to come up with a step aerobics routine. That was my final. Really? (laughs) Do you remember it? Yeah, no. Oh, (laughs) that would be great. Yeah, and I made my roommate take it. And I was, you know, I got... Come on, everybody. I was into working out and doing all of that kind of stuff. And she was like, you had me take step aerobics. This is so dumb. I'm like, yeah, but it's the easiest day. We'll be fine. How many credits? How many credits was that one? Uh, I don't two or three. I yeah, because we had to take a goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> we had to take a gym class. Uh, you got two of them, and there were only one credit. So in I took, college, yeah. So uh. I took swimming, uh, intermediate swimming, and then when I showed up to the first class, my uh, professor was also my lifeguarding instructor uh, uh, boss, and he's like, "You're not an intermediate swimmer." So I had a separate class that I had to take that was more wow. advanced, and then I also took volleyball. But those were only one credit classes. Those seem like high school things yeah. that you take, not not college. I'm going to go through some of these and feel free to chime in and let us know. 215-263-WMMR. All right, there's one called Introduction to Surfing. Yes. Students at Pepperdine University oh, can that. take an introduction to surfing class right on the beach in Malibu. Well, that's a legendary. And you've actually talked about uh, wanting to learn surfing this year, right? I'm going to fly out to Pepperdine. Uh, maybe I'll fly out to Pepperdine. Uh, the one credit course uh, conveys a general understanding of surfing and ocean safety. Classes fill almost instantly when registration of begins. Course. And the uh, course description uh, says, bring a towel and warm clothing. Meet your professor. Corbett! Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That's the first day of class, yeah. Corbett! Um, so... Rag him! When you get, one, when you get a, an answer wrong, you get the... Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down, snap, and then after that, you just drop in, ride the barrel, and get pitted. So pitted like that. So pitted like that. At your professor. All right. uh, There's also Nature of Society, Beyonce, and Intersectionality. No. What? For three credits, students at Texas Christian University are taught the characteristics of the Houston-born pop queen. Open discussions in class what? also cover such bold topics as racism, classism, and sexism. Through the lens of a BA, Beyonce. Yeah. Well, yeah, so they're just throwing her name on it. There's an actual... Uh, well, that's the tease to get you in there. Yeah. Just a Beyonce fan. It's like when you signed up for, was it uh, was it astronomy, Preston? Or Oh, yeah. 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 I realized that a good portion of that was physics. Yeah, there's math. <laughs> yeah. A lot of math involved. Oops. A whole lot of math involved. The same thing. <laughs> Another one I did was humans in the environment. And we we were told it's so oh, in the environment. It's so easy. No, it was when I had to sit shotgun with a professor and drive to the wastewater treatment plant. I was oh like, my this God. is terrible. Wow. Uh, all right. There's another class that taught at Cornell University: tree climbing. Okay. Yes. That was similar to right. a class that I took. That oh, we that's great. we uh, it was, but it was called leadership and adventure activities. <laughs> so. We renamed it Romper Room because, I mean, we would basically, there was one class where we basically played the the gym floor is hot lava, and we had to get from one side of the gym to the other. Now, Steve, there is a practical application here. It is uh, how to work in in groups and, and, you know. Like team building building exercises. Team building exercises. We as a team had to get from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym. So there were practical applications. But we also, uh, sometimes we would forego either a Monday or a Friday class to do something on the weekend. We went hiking, 
rock climbing, whitewater rafting, rappelling, and stuff like that. But that again, I mean, that was a that like, was a legit class. The, the portions of stuff like that, like they'll do in the Marine Corps. Yeah, like, yeah. They'll, they'll give you these things. Yeah. You have to get from here to there with only these things. Right. How do you do it? And and it's a group of people has to mm-hmm. agree upon strategies. And so yeah, it's legit. A rocket launcher but, and a tampon. But it's also got to be a lot of fun. Too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so the tree climbing course, this outdoor education department at the Ithaca Base University offers a one-credit course. It covers how to get up into any tree, <laughs> how to move around, and even how to climb to another tree. Wow. So that's, there you go. That's a Cornell. That, I mean, that is a, that's Ivy League, yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah, uh, yeah. I remember having I some... I think that's Ivy League, is it? Uh, Cornell is... No. Cornell, I Columbia... Say no. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. I'll look know. it up. Go ahead. I had some friends that were art majors, and I always thought that was easy. And they had a class called Primary Colors. Okay. Until they came home crying because their wheels, their color wheels, were not satisfactory. And it took them like two months of practicing and practicing this to get primary colors. Mm, okay. Correct. All right. So the Cornell is Ivy League. Yep, oh, it is? is? Okay. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, let me go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. And that's when the horse comes in. <laughs> I like her idea. What's up, Sean? So speaking of whores, there's a <laughs> college in Utah called Westminster College offering a course in uh, American pornography. Now, before you ask, I have the de- I have the description of the class right in front of me. Yep. Hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football. Our approach to this billion-dollar industry is as both a cultural phenomenon that reflects and reinforces sexual inequalities but holds the potential to challenge sexual and gender norms and as an art form that requires serious contemplation. Mm-hmm. We will watch pornographic films together and discuss, and discuss the sexualization of race, class, oh and gender God. as an experiment. No kidding. What? Radical art form. <laughs> so, so they will sit and oh watch God. hardcore pornography in this class. And this is in Utah. I can't think of a better way to, if you have a crush on a girl in that class, to be like, hey, you want to do some uh, Yeah, do, do some homework for the oh pornography God. class. Yeah. No, this is not alone. There are pornography sure. uh, uh, courses offered in, in uh, multiple colleges. I'm I remember just a story about that. Shocked that it's in Utah. What college is that again, Sean? It's Westminster College, and I can only wonder what the extra credit is for that class. Yeah, yeah man. No that's wild. How to get stains out. I bet you that's a popular hey, class. Appreciate it, man. Wow. There was some, I forget the name of the class, but it was a, a sex education class um, at Westchester, and that was one that we signed up for. We were told it was so easy. You're going to get an A, and it was difficult. Like, you had to learn anatomy and like okay. I, it wait was, a second when did we start watching porn <laughs> I, I, I left the class I was like this is too difficult I no kidding because it. Yeah. 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 it was act- I mean it was actual work and like at right. the time my the classes that I had I was like I'm not adding this on that there. sucks when you, when, you, when you pop in a class Carl, this will be an easy couple of credits and yeah. you realize it's a nightmare I'll By go the to way, the frat basement yeah. and learn are these designed <laughs> if, if you are <laughs> are these designed for the fact that like Kathy was saying you already had an complex classes that were going to be hard work. Yeah, yeah. Is the, to to kind of fill that out, have something else, another uh, another a uh, bit of education that might not be as demanding as your other classes. I, mean, would I think be. that's what the electives are. I mean, some of them can end up being difficult, but right. I mean, you always add, or we always added one of those electives, like photography. Yes, we we actually got graded on that, and we had to do the work, but it wasn't as taxing as you know preparing for a you know a, a speech or writing a paper or taking a test or whatever. I, my my college experience was pretty straight ahead. I just you know because I was doing uh, television and film and, and radio, so that that was. 
everything was con- mostly consumed with that, and then some of the basics, like you know, uh, a, ma- a math class here, an English class there, biology or whatever, and that was the the, the crux of it. I didn't and never was offered anything like wood burning and photography or anything like that. Yeah, I, I have no interest in furthering my formal education. I just don't care. Some people, it's a goal. It's a yes. bucket list thing, and that's totally cool, but it's not my deal. But I wouldn't mind taking some of these stupid classes yeah. just for fun. Well, the surfing. Cool. You want to surf? Can. You, you can do that at, at community colleges, yeah, you, right? You can do that at actual colleges. You you can go. It, it, okay. I think I believe it is a continuing ed program, but you can take some of those classes. You don't have to be going just to get another degree. You can take the classes. Do you know how James Cameron learned film? Uh, he, he he would go to. Uh, he was driving a truck, and he would go to. I think it was USC, and they had film classes, and you were it was okay if you wanted to come in and sit in on various classes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he would do. It's All crazy. Right. Here's another one, and I'm, I'm going to go to the phones here in a second. Uh, this is Arguing with Judge Judy. What? Popular <laughs> oh, logic on TV judge shows. Oh, I know a couple people who'd be really good at this. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you have experts, yes. Uh, First-year students at the University of California, Berkeley. Take a deep dive into TV judge shows in this one credit course. Students specifically examine Judge Judy and the People's Court and discuss why certain practices in the courtroom are common. Are these shows presenting a perversion of our legal system or a look into that system, says a course description in part. A fascinating aspect of TV judge shows from a rhetorical point of view is the number of arguments made by litigants that are utterly illogical or are perversions of standard logic, and yet are used over and over again. For example, when asked, did you hit the plaintiff, respondents often say, if I would have hit him, he would have been dead. The reply avoids answering yes or no and offers a perverted form of the logical strategy called a, uh, a fortiori argument. So it's it's a look into that. That might be interesting. Yeah, it might yeah. be. All right, let me go to these callers. I have uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Those tornadoes were real. They were real. (laughs) What's up, Ryan? All right, so, Kathy, it's funny you bring up that human sexuality class at Westchester because I took that my senior year. Yeah. uh, And granted, keep in mind, I was a business marketing major and I needed an elective. Right. Um, So the first night of class, we were put into groups and we all had to make a different part of – anatomy with play-doh and my group had the female reproductive system so here i am with a bunch of people i just met putting this together with play-doh, play-doh. oh my god so so what, what, what were you specifically in charge of replicating uh the c word i don't know if I was okay yeah, yeah the, the button uh, <laughs> yeah the man in the boat uh, that's an easy one yeah yeah um, was it an you easy... just roll a bean yeah just make a pee <laughs> ryan was it an easy class it was super easy. Um, that honestly wasn't the most interesting part. Um, later on, there was a lesson on BDSM and kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey type stuff. Wow. Oh. And the guy actually brought in a guest speaker that is into it. Someone he met at a bed and breakfast that uh, him and his wife do this. My and name they is actually the brought in, <laughs> they brought in uh, a flogger and some other tools and were demonstrating oh it in Ryan, front of the class. I'm did, not even kidding. Did they wheel in a steamer trunk and open it up and a guy got out with a ball gag on? <laughs> I honestly was waiting for that to happen now. Yeah, man, that did, but listen, so you'll never forget that. How many credits was that class, Ryan? It was a three credit course. It, wow. was, it was equivalent to one of my marketing research classes. <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, was that was that the one, Kathy, that you were talking about that yeah. was difficult? That, did, 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 it was uh, it was down at South Campus, Kathy. Wow. Ours, ours wasn't at South Campus, but ours was always an open book testing. So, like, you could have the book and have your notes, and uh, it just ended up being what? too difficult for me. Or maybe because my mom never taught me about <laughs> sex, I failed out. <laughs> what, what sex organs did you make out of Play-Doh? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. But I wonder, yeah. like, I don't know how it works in colleges, universities, where, like, a, like a one-credit course versus three-credit versus four-credits, like, if there are requirements, if it's a four-credit course, you need to have at least this many tests, this many assignments. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, I think it, it's, it's a lot. There's some structure, but I also think, I know a lot of times, like, when I went to... to uh, to school, they uh, there were clearly cases where professors and uh, had jockeyed to get other professors on the faculty with a lot of these elective courses mm-hmm. where it's okay and and you notice that the that whatever professor you had you had to buy their textbook that they wrote or yeah. Yeah, it was just it was all, a lot of that going on so I, I I don't know I guess in some cases it's a little bit more regimented and other schools have the latitude to just say. We're making our own rules, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of texts coming in about uh, this particular course, and I, I saw this one out of North Carolina, but apparently uh, Widener has this as well, a Harry Potter class. This oh. one says, Harry Potter, Understanding Good and Evil. Uh, the first year four-credit seminar course taught at High Point University in North Carolina examines the fine line between good and evil among historic figures, but with a uh, swish and flick twist. Uh, through the lens of J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World of Harry Potter, students at High Point University are challenged in this class with defining the discrepancy between the two forces. Why do I think, I think Chestnut Hill College here might have mm, a possible. Harry Potter. Well, they do the Harry Potter. Right, festival, right, yeah. And yeah. I don't know what is a, you know, um, like, because I had to take a seminar course. You know, you had your freshman seminar and then your senior seminar. And what Alf and the Universe? Yeah, I don't remember which seminar course I took my freshman year, but what deems it seminar? Yeah, I, that I never understood either. Um, hang on, let me go to a couple of other uh, interesting classes people have taken. Elaine, you are on the air. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's nah, okay. We want to hear what you have to say. What's up, Elaine? Well, I went to Westchester but a long, long time ago, um, and I had um, horseback riding for gym class. Horseback riding? That's cool. Now, did yeah. they give you a horse, or did you have to bring your own to school? <laughs> no, we went to a farm. It was oh. outside of Westchester, and they, you know, had to supply the horses. And That's pretty cool. For an hour, you know, three times a week or whatever it was, we uh, rode around the countryside and had a good time. Did I you... bet you loved it. That's pretty cool. I, I loved it because I, I had a horse anyway, but now I got to ride another horse. <laughs> nice. No, that is cool. Nice. Did you have the option, Kathy, when you were there to do a horseback riding? I don't remember. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't take it, so I'm not sure. All right. Nice. Good for you, Elaine. Thanks, yeah. man. Yep. I appreciate it. I mean, do you look at, uh, you know, at these classes and go, okay, I already know all that. I'll take that. You know what I mean? You're there You're yeah. there to learn. You're there in college to learn. I remember but- it's, it's, it's simple. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's simple. Like in high school when they did give you the options of like, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what elective-ish class did you take in high school that you... You know, we're really into, like, sh- was it shop? Was I, t- it- I took uh, intro to radio and television. Intro to radio and television. Uh, there you go. I took music theory. Um, and and those were, Everything. like, music theory was way harder than I thought it was oh. going to be. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when at my, my little blink of, of a moment in college, I did take a music class. 
and it was really hard. I'm like, oh, I know this. This will yeah. be, yeah, no problem. And it was really difficult. Well, um, you know, the band we had in yesterday, they all went to, uh, they had a, a Berkeley um, mm. run. So, you know, Berkeley School yeah. of Music, which is a yeah. legendary school. But I think when you take courses, and at least for me, when it, it became easy, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Other people were taking the courses, and they were like, you find that easy? I hated it. I dropped that's out. That's true. Right. I, so I, I knew, you know, I knew the direction I wanted to go in. Ex- I knew from the get-go what I wanted to do. I was doing stuff similar to it. I knew exactly. And that, it made it so much easier. That's why my, my college experience in general was good. Uh, my, my heart goes out to people who are like th- third, fourth year in and still trying to figure out what they yeah. want to do. Right. And, you know, Press, to answer your question, yeah, like you are there to learn, but you're also there to graduate. Yes. And so when you're <laughs> taking a course that doesn't necessarily uh, further your major, but it's more of an elective and something you, you have to take in order to fill out your, your course curriculum. Like yeah. step aerobics. Like step aerobics. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. you're going to try and you know either do something that's A, interesting to you, or B, is going to be easy, you know, to I lighten got, your course load. I got my workout in. That yeah. that was yeah. that was the point of it. I was like, yeah. I'll get my workout in and get, uh, you know, get credit for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I took a history of the '60s because I thought it was going to be like Woodstock and protest. <laughs> oh, it's the 1860s. The other side of the '60s, yeah. but the politics, yeah. sociology, all the that Vietnam stuff. War. Yeah, yeah. But what it did was spark my interest in photography even further because okay. it was like the wartime photography mm-hmm. and um, broadcast being over there that really, you know, spawned some interest there. Okay. So, um, so, yeah. But as far as uh, what seminars are, the, unlike uh, lectures, seminar classes are meant to be interactive. So All right. students participate in, like, dialogue and stuff like that. All right, here's another one on this list. Uh, a course called Going Viral. Ever wonder how to go viral on the Internet? This three-credit <laughs> class for communications and media majors at uh, Montclair State in New Jersey will explain exactly that. I'm sure it's, it's like how to win an Academy Award. Yeah, they Produce say- an Academy <laughs> yeah, Award-winning yeah. film. <laughs> <laughs> now get to work. Yeah, go. It says, in this course, we will explore media concepts and theories and contemporary viral phenomena. The course description says we will investigate the evolution of different media and the impact of emerging media on society. Our focus will be on the contemporary scene of technological innovations and how social media are transforming the way we do business, politics, entertainment, and activism. It sucks when you get into a class and, you know, and it happened once or twice, and it's like, this is nothing. Like you said before, oh, yeah. nothing like what you were thinking. Yep. It's like, no, you. this is a bait and switch here. Yep. <laughs> Where's my pornography? Um, <laughs> Alyssa on the line, uh, we had that course at Westchester as well. Uh, yes, that's the one I was going to go to. Okay. So let me let me go to her. Hi, Alyssa. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. So where did you go to school? Westchester oh. University. There you go. <laughs> so you took this class that Kathy was about to reference. What is it? Yes, death and dying. Death and dying. Yes. Okay. Um, which one comes first? Yeah. <laughs> what was it about? Um, basically the end stages of life and like the physical things that happen to your body in those last couple, and then also like developing living wills, actual will, will, stuff like that. So it's a complete up class, death and dying. So they, do they, they, they give you a list of the signs that are sort of indicators that you're dying. We actually had to go intern at a hospice for that class. Oh my God, that would be heart wrenching. (laughs) Wow. What was your, what was your major, Alyssa? Health science. Health science. Okay, so it's in that it's in that realm. Um, and so, did you did you get stuff from it? Do you do you still think of things that you you learned from that? 
I, you know, as soon as I had children, I made myself a living. Like, I really, I didn't realize how important any of that was no. until that class. And then once I, like, had responsibilities in my life, it really started clicking that I had to get on the move with that. So, yeah, I did learn a lot from it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you, got, you got your money's worth. Was yeah. It, <laughs> was it an easy class? Um, like, the tests were easy, but the material, obviously, was not that easy. Right. Hey, did the, the uh, professor dress as the Grim Reaper? <laughs> Sometimes, on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very That's good. funny. <laughs> that would be I awesome. Thank you, Alyssa. Yeah. Thanks, uh, how about this? Now, this sounds pretty cool. I will go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, you man, what's up, bud? Uh, not a whole lot. Just driving down to the shore. What's nice. your story? So I took a backpacking and camping class at Temple University, and the deal was you took three weekend trips to go camping somewhere. We did somewhere in the local area, somewhere in Jersey, and then Delaware, Water Gap. And because of that, that credit counted towards the class, and we didn't have to go to class for the entire second half of the semester. Oh, so how did they – wow. were, were you, were you, how were you <laughs> verifying? Were you with somebody from the school, or how were you – is there a professor with Validating you? Validating your camping. Yeah, so we would we would uh, we would all carpool and then meet the professor right. at the, the location, and then go. He would give us like a destination, like five miles into the woods at a campsite, and then we would just all hike to the uh, campsite and hang out. All right, and th- and that's it. And there weren't any further uh, ex- not experiments, but any objectives or anything along those lines. Um. During the actual hike, he would give us little objectives like, you know, find a find an Elmwood tree and take yeah. a picture of it, or yeah. you know, oh, okay. yeah. identify okay. certain things and stuff like that. And then sometimes would be... he would spark a fat one and just walk in the woods. There you go. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I love that. Go ahead of us. He would, we would all meet at the, the you know the load off site where they park the cars, and he would he would get a head start and then give us our objectives and say, you know, oh, we'll meet at the campsite around four o'clock, try to get there in four hours, and then. I'll have a fire ready to go, and then we'd, we'd make food and stuff like that that's, when we got that's there. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool yeah. flat. Cool, cool factor, too. Do you, st- do you still go camping or backpacking? I do. I have to do a, a ton of uh, backpacking camping. Um, just did uh, Zion National Park last year, Grand Canyon, Yosemite. Wow. So, All yeah, right. life, lifelong. All right, so that's welcome a life's welcome. passion. That's cool. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Matt Farber. He is actually a friend of mine who is a... I had to look up his title, Brewing Science Instructor at University of the Sciences. So he Brewing instructor. Brews beer. Uh-huh. And yeah, I uh-huh. talked to people that he works with, and I think that there are, uh, or, or somebody else, I, I'm not sure about University of Sciences specifically, but they have to make sure that the students aren't taking class just because they think they can drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, well, you actually find have out quickly, to right? learn yeah. the science of it, right? Yeah, yeah there was yeah. somebody on the line. We lost him, and they had taken a beer class. Uh, so I assume that would, uh, that meant brewing. Uh, we will go to Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I almost didn't graduate because of a scuba diving class. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's interesting. I, 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 we, we went. Uh, I'm, I'm certified. My, my family and I, and the, the, the test. Believe it or not, is pretty complex. Yeah, I mean, the class was half, half like written work about mm-hmm. like the bends and stuff, and yep. the other was like. You literally got in the pool at Temple University, like a 15-foot pool, when you had to get down there, drop your gear, go down to the bottom, swim the length of the pool without breathing. And uh, that stuff was the hard part for me. So I, I literally plunked all that stuff. Oh, no and kidding. If I, didn't, oh. if I didn't pass the written final, 
I wouldn't have gotten the three credits, and I would have had to take another semester for one class because I would have failed my scuba diving. Wow, that's wild. So I was literally telling my dad and mom, like, yeah, I might not graduate. And they're like, why? And I had to tell them scuba diving. Scuba diving. So a little bit of a... <laughs> so, Brian, the, the, the pool was on is, is on campus? Yeah, it was yeah. in um, uh, McGonagall Hall. Okay, McGonagall oh, all right. Yeah, like yeah. Like, so there's pools that they use the... for diving are deep enough. St. Joe's has a, has a pool as yeah. well, apparently, where they'll they do. Ha- they actually have like six or seven pools in there. Oh, and there's okay. a little different. They have like the Olympic pool, and then they literally had a pool just for scuba diving. It was like yep. 15 to 20 feet. Wow. Yeah. By the way, if you've ever been in one of those pools that that's deep, it's a little freaky. It man. is very you're freaky. You're not used to going into a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah that's that deep. deep. You're thinking like eight, right, ten yeah. feet most. No. Yeah. But when you get down like 15, 20 feet, it's yeah. a little freaky. Thanks, Usually Brian. it's like 12 feet. Like if they have diving boards, it has to be at least like 12 feet or whatever. Yeah, so Swarthmore College, when we swam there in high school, they, it was a gigantic pool. That uh, you know, I think it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was. Well, no, because they had like a higher, I, it, it, no less than twelve feet. But press. So when I was, uh, I used to swim laps at the Y. They had, they taught scuba diving courses there. Mm-hmm. And if I went there like a Friday night, at least they, there were always these people at the bottom of the pool, and it gave me dead. something to look at. <laughs> because when you're swimming laps, yeah. like it can get really boring and tedious. But at least there yeah. were like people. I was like, okay, this gives me something to do. Yeah, we did. I can jump off the high dive. Uh, I'm going to go to Elise. We're talking about strange college courses. Hi, Elise. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, I went to um, Fairleigh Dickinson, which is a private college in New Jersey. And they had a course that was called History of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Okay. And uh, they also had intro to line dancing and wine tasting. Wine dancing, line line dancing, wine tasting, and wizardry. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the wine tasting one, you had to be a hospitality major to take. Otherwise, you weren't allowed to take it. Um, but it was very popular. Witchcraft and wizardry was often canceled due to low enrollment, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> oh. And um, line dancing was really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. But that counted as my gym credit. But that was a pass or fail. So you didn't get um, actual credit. Oh, that's it. pretty fascinating. And you would think that the wizardry and all that would be the big, the big draw. Yep. Yeah, and it counted as a, as your history elective too, which was interesting. So you didn't have to take, for example, Western Civ or World History. You could have taken that in lieu of it. But um, huh. they just always suffered from roll in, low enrollment, which was a bummer. I'd yeah. be down with it. All right, as thank I'm doing you. My line dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me mention a, a couple of other interesting ones here from this uh, from this article. Here, there's one called "Clap for Credit." <laughs> uh, no, the hands have to hit. The one Try it again. The one credit class officially known as Music 113, music and performance, is offered at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Students can take the class as many as three times. <laughs> it asks this of enrolled students. Show up to one 50-minute lecture, lecture each week, listen to a musical performance for each class, and then clap when those performances conclude. <laughs> oh, my God. It says, Seriously? Usually, students in the music department use the captive audience to practice performing. Uh, that was according uh, okay. to a recent graduate of the university who took the course. Clap for credits. Okay. All right. How about get the clap for credits? There's one at Penn State called Cow to Cone. <laughs> All right. And it is the ins and outs of ice cream manufacturing. Ooh. Okay. Do you get to taste ice cream? Because you can't drink in the beer class. <laughs> it is a 129-year tradition at the university. 
as the university's College of Agricultural Science program explains, there's more than meets the eye or mouth for that matter. Every cone of peachy paterno, they probably don't call it that anymore, yeah. <laughs> or cup of death by chocolate mm. begins with the cream provided by the cows at Penn State's dairy barns only a short mile north of the creamery store. It adds creamery ice cream represents the university's agricultural roots and remain today a symbol of Penn State pride from cow to cone. I want another scoop of that Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my God. God. You said something earlier that made me think, though, of my psychology class. And it was in an auditorium. There were 300 people. And it was one of the hardest classes I ever took. And I was constantly studying and reading. Um, so classes like this are needed because you <laughs> yeah. you do have to, like, level things out. There's no way I could have taken, you know, all of my credits, you know, with classes that were that hard. So you need sure. some ice cream making classes. Just, 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 just to break the, uh, the, the, the stress. Uh, I'm going to go to Anne, who is a longtime professor, and com- uh, explain some of these uh, credits. Hi, Anne. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, may I ask where you are a professor, Anne? Uh, I'm not going to say, okay. in case anybody's listening. That's all good. Uh, uh, but you've been doing it for a long time, and uh, so obviously you can explain how some of these uh, uh, classes exist. Right. So like a three-credit class, for example, has to meet three times a week for 50 minutes for 14 weeks. And this all has to be approved through the Pennsylvania Department of Education. Um, They kind of monitor everything. And so, again, um, like three credits for three times a week for an hour um, for 14 weeks. So do most most schools have a requisite um, amount of, say, like one credit and what we might consider more frivolous? courses uh right good what kathy was saying is exactly it you you know you it's really hard to take all difficult classes or if you're a science major it's really hard to have like four or five labs a week because you're just in class for so much so yeah they throw in other classes just that are pertinent to your degree but may not be quite as rigorous so that you can balance out your schedule that makes sense all right yeah excellent yeah and so and, you, and oh and I was just gonna say so there is for fun classes but yes. also serious classes there are schools in the area that are beginning to offer cannabis courses to ah. become a grower oh. so that's that's actually a really up and coming career that's oh, great yeah. If you can get the ice cream class and the pot class, you're set. <laughs> Just make sure your pot yeah. class is first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's great. And thank you for the heads up. We appreciate it. Sure. Have a good day. All Bye. right, you too. All right. Uh, I'll mention a few other of these. Uh, there's one called failure. How to fail. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. You can't here. clap. Uh, it says trying for a career in the arts often means learning how to fail. A course co- uh, called Topics Failure. Taught at the Clive Davis Institute, the New York uh, at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, huh. uh, explores major failures among artists as well as memorable pop culture moments. Uh, it includes case studies on Britney Spears' 2000 meltdown, uh, Kanye West awards show speeches, and William Hung's American Idol 2004 audition. <laughs> after which Simon Cowell famously commented, "You can't sing, you can't dance. So what do you want me to say?" Uh, for two credits. Uh, students in this course consider failure as it relates to the contemporary popular arts. What is exactly that we think we can learn? What is it that we can learn from failure? And more to the point, what is our amplified 21st century interest and obsession with failure say about us? And they have guest speakers. O-Town come in, Preston. And, yes, I remember O-Town. Uh, here's another one. Lady Gaga in the sociology of fame. 
Um, University on, of South Carolina students have the opportunity to explore the sociology of pop culture through the rise of music icon Lady Gaga. Uh, the course aims to relate the roles of business, law, media, sexuality, and fandom to the making of a modern superstar. But as like you said, Kathy, they throw the name Lady Gaga on <laughs> yeah, there. Right, like, oh, right, right, like yeah, yeah. And they reel you in. Steve, here's one you would like, serial murder. Mm. Uh, why is the public so infatuated with serial murder? Why? High Point University uh, gives first-year students the upper hand in answering this question. For four decades, students at this university study the origin of serial killers, including people such as Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, and exactly what makes their gruesome acts so fascinating. That stuff is fascinating. It yeah, is. So you you might be inclined to take a course like that. Yeah. Or, you know, just a, a regular adult ed course. Yeah, just to find out why yeah. why we as humans, it's not everybody, but why some people are so fascinated. Can't be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are my porn classes. With those. <laughs> Yeah, you can't yeah, make those, no. mix those on the same I got day. serial murders Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the porn's Tuesday and Thursday. All right, and here's another one. It says, nip, tuck, perm, pierce, tattoo, embalm. Adventures with embodied cultures. People can alter their bodies in more ways than one, and the inclination to do so may well be culturally influenced. This eight-credit class eight? taught at Alfred University in Alfred, New York, discusses how different cultures across the globe influence appearance changes, no matter how extreme those changes may be. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Wow. All right, so maybe something to consider for next semester, because this semester is about <laughs> over. Huh? Yeah, if you're picking your classes for this semester, you're really uh, you're behind the eight ball. People are wrapping up. And speaking of that last subject, we have Tattoos Day today. Hey! Your chance to win a Preston and Steve tattoo, and you need to text the word tattoo to 39333. We will get a winner at the end of the show from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. You can check them out at 1729 South Street, of course, in Philadelphia. We'll take a break. When we come back, the Bizarre File and yet another chance for you to win with MMR's Concert Cash. is the final week for that. We'll have it next. Stay there. Why have you asked? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Aaron Jones. Nita Strauss with David Draymond. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Um, let me see here. You know, we got a couple of minutes uh, yep. before, about a minute and a half or so before we get into the uh, concert cash. I just want to remind you that it is wrapping up this week. Yes. Uh, that we are going to be finishing that up on Friday. So I want to make sure that you're aware that your opportunities to win are starting to dwindle down. But you still got time. And make sure that you do enter on the app because there's a $10,000 cash prize. Did you want to hit something before we do this? Or? Uh, I just had a shard out yeah, um, that time. I can do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a heavy-hearted shard out, but I wanted to do this because uh, um, this gentleman reached and he said, Hey, uh, Preston Steve family, my name's Ryan, and I write this with a heavy heart, the man, the myth, the legend. My father, Tom the Bugman, has passed away. He was the greatest father anyone could ever ask for. Kind, caring, and hands down the most generous man that ever lived. So they wanted to do uh, a big 
shard out for him because he was such a huge fan of the show and he was very, very lighthearted. You know, he loved to go into the beach and antique shopping, watching funny monkey videos on YouTube. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love a monkey video on YouTube? I love a good monkey video. It says here, and of course, he's laughing at farts. Yes, (laughs) laughing at farts as well. So uh, you had the same one. Yep. So on behalf of his wife, Terry, his three sons, Tommy, Ryan, and Shane, I'm requesting the biggest, wettest, funniest shard out possible. So here we go. Yeah! That's a big one. There you go. There you go. So we do what we can for you. All right. Um, I think we've had enough time, and we can now do this. Here's your concert cash keyword. All right. The word is fate. F-A-T-E. All right. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text it. The special contest short code number, which is 45911. But if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners... Receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's all brought to you by AAA Distributor. Let me give you that word again. It's FATE, F-A-T-E. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Bizarre File is brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted expert since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. Let's start with a local story. An embarrassing Mother's Day mix-up at a local Catholic school has gone viral. St. Anselm's Catholic School in Parkwood held a flower sale for Mother's Day. And the moms oh God, ended up with a bit of a surprise. Yep. <laughs> so the fake roses, when you unwrap them, they're a red thong. Wait, this is local. You know <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah, so let's start oh, with local oh, story. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's in Northeast Philadelphia. So a friend of mine's uh, kid goes there. Yeah. And they came home with these underwear. And they weren't just a thong. It was like a Lacy, sexy. Whole, uh-huh. Yes. Like crotchless? Yeah. Oh, oh my I God. Have, That's great. I have great. some pictures. I can show you. Uh, so it's obviously a mistake for a grade school to be giving something that uh, like that to moms. The principal sent out an email to parents saying the roses sold at our Mother's Day plant sale <laughs> were not the single faux flowers originally intended. Instead, the item was a Valentine's Day gift intended for adults. The administration will determine how the error occurred and take steps to prevent a further recurrence. So uh, it's hilarious. And and those facial massagers were not for your face. (laughs) That's right. That's right. A former sheriff's deputy in Arizona allegedly crashed as many as 11 weddings and stole thousands of dollars worth of gifts from newly married couples. What a scumbag. Landon Earl Rankin was arrested on suspicion of two counts of burglary in relations to thefts at two Phoenix area weddings last month. He's also facing several drug charges after police found amphetamine and fentanyl in his possession. Rankin would allegedly pose as a guest at weddings and steal boxes of wedding cards. The boxes at the Phoenix area weddings both contain between three and $6,000. 
During the investigation, police uncovered at least 11 recent incidents of similar wedding thefts in the region. Surveil- did he have some sort of lame explanation as to why? He did, yeah. yeah. So surveillance images show Rankin in a button-down shirt and slacks running with what is alleged to be the wedding card boxes in a plastic bag. Rankin uh, had retired from the uh, Pinal County Sheriff's Office in 2015 after 21 years on the force. Uh-huh. He told police after he was arrested that he attended the weddings to hear the vows because he was going through a divorce. Uh, okay. so that's why. Why he was steal there. then? That part isn't addressed. Oh, Anytime well, I hear, let's not talk yeah. about that. When I hear stuff like this, I think about that scene in Goodfellas where they have all the envelopes of money. And she's worried about what if someone steals it's a mob wedding. Says, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Samoan, this is messed up. Samoan rugby star, a guy named Kelly uh, Mayfow, has died after reportedly jumping off a bridge in southwestern France. Now, it wasn't, he didn't take his own life. Uh, Mount uh, Mountabon, a club in France's second division, said in a statement over the weekend that 31 year old player died in the early hours of Saturday after a fall in the Tarn River. According to media reports in France, uh, Mayfo jumped off the bridge after a night out with friends to celebrate a victory. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, just hours earlier, his team had earned a 48-40 victory over Narbonne. Did he misjudge the height? I don't know. Or drown? I, it was nighttime. He went into the water, so I'm not really sure. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Montavon said of uh, one of his teammates tried to rescue him without success. That player had to be transported to, transported to a hospital where he was treated for hypothermia. So, you know, <laughs> the, the other guy could have died, too. Uh, the former Samoa Sevens player moved to France in 2015 to play with uh, Nermon before returning uh, to the Southern Hemisphere. Um, the team said it was shocked by this tragedy. It is thinking of his wife and children, his teammates, and more generally, all the club's fans. And the club said it is indefinitely suspending their training for now. A court in Western Germany found a woman guilty of sexual assault, handed her a six-month suspended sentence because she was purposefully damaging her partner's condoms. The judge said the unusual case was one for Germany's legal history books. Putting holes in the condoms? Representing an instance of criminal stealthing, but this time carried out by a woman. Yeah, Steve. Uh, The case concerned a 39-year-old woman who was in a friends with benefits relationship with a 42-year-old man. The two met online at the beginning of 2021 and began a casual sexual relationship. The woman developed deeper feelings for her partner, but knew that he didn't want to be in a committed relationship. The 39-year-old woman then secretly poked holes in the packages of condoms that her partner kept in his nightstand. She had hoped to get pregnant, but her efforts were reportedly unsuccessful. Despite this, she later wrote uh, the 42-year-old man a message on WhatsApp saying that she believed she was pregnant and told him that she had purposefully damaged the condoms. The man then uh, pressed criminal charges against her. Yeah, And the woman later admitted to attempting to manipulate her partner. Uh, while prosecutors and the court agreed that a crime had been committed in this case, they were initially unsure which specific charges to levy against the 39-year-old. After first investigating whether a crime uh, constituted rape, the judge decided that a charge of sexual assault was fitting after reading about a crime of stealthing while reviewing case law. Never heard anything like this. Stealthing typically occurs when a man secretly removes his condom during sexual intercourse. Oh, that, okay. Unbeknownst to his partner... 
Uh, this provision also applies in the reverse case. The condoms were rendered unusable without the man's knowledge or his consent. The judge said no means no here as well. And what do they call it when a guy pulls out an endless stream of different colored handkerchiefs from a condom? Uh, from a condom? Yeah. Uh, that's called the old hanky trick. <laughs> that's what that is. All right, and we're going to wrap it up right there. That is all that I have in the bizarre file for Watch you. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right, so uh, you have yourself about seven minutes left to enter the word fate, and we are going to have your chance to win $500 and MMRBQ tickets, so make sure that you do that. It's fate, F-A-T-E. I'm not sure if it can sound like fake on the other side of the radio, but fate, True. F-A-T-E, is the word. So enter that now. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, uh, music, news. Those things are coming up. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a really cool Word of the Week prize this week, and it's a uh, dinner for 10 people at Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse. Still cracks me up to your dinner for 10 people. I know. I would love to win that. I'd, I would have to come up with 10 people I could invite to yes. it, but <laughs> I think uh, if pushed, I could uh, I could do that. You guys would all be invited. Absolutely. Oh, or could you just estimate what 10 people would eat just... Take it all yourself. You could do that, but but it's a it's a Brazilian steakhouse, so you eat as much as you want to in one sitting as it is. So bringing nine people on board is uh, is required. So we'll get that letter of the day coming up a little bit later on. In the meantime, we're giving something else away. It is for the lesson question. We're giving away a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rocks Roger Waters, Friday, August fifth at the Wells Fargo Center. Question I have for you this morning. Uh, Steve has it on good authority. There is a new multi month cruise. That leaves from Pennsylvania and goes to what destination? 215263WMMR. All right, there is a new multi month cruise that leaves from Pennsylvania and goes to what destination? 215263WMMR. If you know, call now and we'll do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Celebrating 25 years making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. You can stop in for their annual Memorial Day sale, which is going on now. Route 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, actress Katie Lotz of the recently canceled Legends of Tomorrow and Kyle Schmidt are engaged. Katie had been worried that aggressive paparazzi would ruin their wedding day. But luckily for them, it's the same day Jerry Springer is having a toe wart removed. (laughs) Tom Hiddleston saying that revealing Loki to be bisexual in the Marvel TV series was a small but important step forward. 
Hiddleston says the major step will occur later this year when the Hulk becomes a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. Interesting. And finally, Queen Elizabeth announcing she will not be attending the state opening of Parliament today for only the third time in 70 years. The Queen says she's still experiencing mobility problems after injuring herself on a parkour run. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a All right, we're looking for a winner. Uh, Steve has it on good authority that there is a new multi-month cruise that leaves from Pennsylvania and goes to what exotic destination? And we will get Michael on, see if we can get an answer. Good morning, Michael. Sometimes it actually hurts my ears. Sorry about that. And I love it. (laughs) All right, Michael. uh, So, what? uh, Where does this multi-month cruise go to, please? Right across the Delaware to New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, buddy. We got you, man. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets as MMR rocks Roger Waters Friday, August fifth, Wells Fargo Center. This is not a drill tour, which is uh, performing in the round. Tickets for both shows, August 5th and 6th, are on sale now. And you can get complete details at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Coors Light. The Preston and Steve Show headed to Keenan's in North Wildwood, Friday, May 27th. To officially open the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Uh, Okay, this is by far the coolest story we've uh, seen in a while concerning uh, music and Metallica in particular. Their youngest fan was literally born at the concert. (laughs) And it was in Brazil. It was in uh, Curitiba. Curitiba. Oh, oh, yeah. Curitiba. Curitiba. That's That's where my sister-in-law's from. Oh, no kidding. All right, well, it happened there over the weekend. Concert goer uh, Joyce M. Uh, Figueiro was 39 weeks pregnant when she attended the show on Saturday and wound up going into labor. Her water broke before she could be transported to a medical facility. And reports indicate that uh, her newborn son arrived just as Metallica were closing their set with Enter Sandman. Oh, my God. Isn't that funny? Is that a more perfect way for Metallica fans to bring a child into the world? Uh, Figuero posted her story on social media, and Metallica even shared her story via their Instagram per a translated image. That's awesome. Scorpions and Whitesnake have rolled out an extensive late summer and fall run. Uh, The trek takes place in stops at casino sheds and arenas. And the dates will serve as part of White Snake's final tour. In the announcement, Scorpion's frontman uh, Klaus Meine said, "After the amazing start we've had with our residency in Vegas, uh, it's about time to come back for a real tour to rock the U.S. like a hurricane again. We cannot wait to see you all rock believers." He loved Las Vegas, but now it's time to bring severe show to the world. And uh, David Coverdale, White Snake, said, "Once again, it's time to feel the sting of the scorpions <laughs> and the bite of the White Snake. Can't wait." Uh, they will be at uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City wow. on September 5th, but it's going to be the Scorpions only. No white stuff for that particular one. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is I was listening to um, White Snake over the weekend. The song came on, and um, it's Here I Go Again. Yes. And the thing about White Snake is they actually, they essentially re-recorded almost an entire album. You'd mentioned that. So that song... Here I go again. There's an original version of oh, it. Really? Have you ever heard it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the one I was listening to. Oh. 
And so the interesting thing about it, so you know, in the, in this song, he goes, uh, "Like a drifter, I was born yeah. to walk alone." In the original, and I kid you not, you'll have to hear it. He says. Like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. Really? Yeah. And it's funny hearing it because you're singing along to it and you're like, like a hobo? Hobo? Uh Hobo? Uh, No wonder they changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a drifter sounds better. A little bit, yeah. It sounds a little more less... Like a crack whore. Yeah, like (laughs) crack whore, I was born to walk alone. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? We should search for that uh, that original version. I'd like to hear it. So I didn't realize that they basically... Re-recorded yeah. an album. I thought you'd. I thought what had happened is they'd kind of taken songs from different albums and made this album. So uh, it, uh, I think some of the songs, and, and I can't remember. No, right no, no. Well. But I, I do remember something like but this. Some of the songs came from that first album that yeah. were on this album, and some of them they wrote for this album. But I remember back in the 1980s uh, listening to this album because when it came out, it was just hugely popular. Uh, but I remember going back and hearing some older stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute, they, <coughs> right. they already recorded that song. Yeah. It's they, sort of like the Peter Frampton, um, those Comes Alive songs are from different albums, yeah. and none of them really hit in the original version, Yeah, but hit with Frampton Comes Alive. With the live album, yeah. So Marissa's going to go look it up. I don't know if she'll have an opportunity to have it in time or not, because I only have one more story, but it's interesting. Rock and Roll Hobo is the name yeah. of the album. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Emmett yeah. Kelly. We're the Rock and Roll Hobos. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, so one more story, and if we don't get this in in time, it's no big deal, Marissa. David Crosby is revealed he is quitting touring. What? Uh, during a new chat with Best Classic Bands. <laughs> I'm... Uh, Crosby, I mean, he's only 80 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was this is at... the first half of his career. Yeah. Uh, so he was he's at... Had every organ replaced. He was asked if he was planning on hitting the road, and he said no. Uh, I, he said no. I am not uh, because I'm 80. It's because I'm old. He said being on a bus tour is a daunting task. It's very hard. It takes it out of you, and I'm too old to do it anymore. I don't have the stamina, and I don't have the strength. Uh, Crosby, who turns 81 in August, has struggled over the years with heart ailments, a liver transplant, diabetes, among other maladies. Uh, Shed light on his own brush with COVID. He said it's been awful. He said COVID is a very weird disease. Makes you feel absolutely freaking awful. It has been uh, thoroughly unpleasant. It is no fun at all. You want to avoid it if you possibly can. Are they going to put him out to stud because he's, he's his seminal fluid has been used by, but yeah. Melissa Etheridge, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, last July, David released his latest solo album called For Free. The collection named after uh, Cross's cover of the Joni Mitchell classic features a new cover. Uh, portrait by Joan Baez and uh, contributions from his son and bandmate James Raymond, Steely Dan's Donald Fagan, and the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald. All right, Marissa found it. Of course, of course she did, so here's a little bit of that. doesn't roll off well. Yeah. Drifter is more aggressive. It feels like it's just a tiny bit slower, so they changed yeah. a few things about that. And, but. and, and to get an H, a hobo, yeah. hobo. But Drifter is, is more yeah. clear in the uh, cacophony. There were some good songs on that album. There's a song called Slide It In. It was really good on that, It's too. about uh, what? I don't, you know. Uh, it's uh, sledding. <laughs> sledding, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, slide it down, down the hill. And, down the hill. and then we have hot cocoa. 
Uh, how does it go? Slide it in right from the top. I'm going to slide it in. Ain't never going to stop. Slide it in right from the top. Slide it in. Slide it in. Slide it. So, yeah. I'm a filthy hobo and I want some love. Filthy hobo, take it from above. Hobo stew in a freight car today. It's all about living that hobo Absolutely. lifestyle. Yeah. Man, you know? Big rock and roll hobo. Yeah. That was his persona. Yep. All right, uh, that is all Eating like ravioli out of the can with a spoon. Right, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Having your uh, all your belongings yeah. in, in a bag on a stick. Sitting around the, uh, the fire like like uh, Tom Hanks on the top of the Polar Express. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn, I don't care. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care. I love that. That scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't stop singing. <laughs> All right, that's music news. What do you want? We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We will wrap it up. Letter of the day for the word of the week prize when we get back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. No, we're not doing that. No. Uh, we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. California Dream. Uh, that's Dirty Honey on 93.3 WMMR. We'll get to the letter in uh, a moment or two. Well, that's the original version of the song, Preston, that yeah. includes our uh, yeah. letter of the day. Yeah. Like White Snake White with Snake. a hobo yeah. that was born to walk alone. That had the letter of the day originally. Dirty Honey was uh, right. uh, the group that uh, created that. A lot of people don't know that. So uh, radio history here. I'm teaching you some uh, history yeah. about the radio. Can't just be just straight up gut-busting entertainment. There has no. to be some teaching i uh there's something i wanted to announce earlier this morning and i dropped the ball i meant to do it earlier and i completely forgot uh my good friend joe paluzzi uh giuseppe uh who is with uh lorenzo and sons yes uh is doing something special today in honor of the godfather's 40th birthday i believe is that how old the, the godfather is or is it 50 years i just bought the collection i don't know we have 43 so he is creating at uh, Rim Cafe in the Italian market, they're attempting to create the world's largest calzone. Oh! In honor of the Godfather. Will it be a straight-up, real, full, fully connected, baked calzone? I did not ask. It's 50, okay? I did not ask him, uh, but we were texting yesterday because my wife has known about this for a while. Uh, so it's at 4 o'clock today. I love but that. I don't know what all is going to be involved in, uh, you know... Uh, as far as serving that up after it's done or anything like that? Well, with him, he works in, in large <laughs> yes. quantities. Well, I assume does. this is going to be impressive. Yep, so it's 1172 South 9th Street in the Italian market. I love calzones. Uh, four o'clock today, the world's largest calzone is being created. <laughs> and uh, and Giuseppe's awesome because at, uh, at Lorenzo's, he was the guy that put the big MMR banner behind the, uh, or up on the wall. We yeah. all signed it, and it stays there, and it's at their Westchester location, too. It's great. So uh, it's really cool. So good luck. 
the world's largest calzone <laughs> today at Rim Cafe with uh, Joe and company. Should be good. How you doing, Pierre? Excellent. Wonderful. That's quite a task they've set for themselves. Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to weigh, uh, uh, how many pounds of dough and meat and cheese and sauce and all that stuff, but, you know, Joe does big stuff. Oh, the, lar- the longest calzone is 18... Point twenty two meters, right? So, uh, just shy of <gasps> sixty feet. Oh my God! Uh, so that's longest. So I don't know if they're going for largest in the way of well, weight or what it is. So what's the difference? Love I mean, say. yeah, because I don't know. Will it be longer? Or you have a very in my long... mind, I I saw one that's that's just like a giant version, not yes. like a, just a super long skinny one. Exactly, like one that's the size of uh, you know this console, like a car or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, you know. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, you have to go to the Rim Cafe today and find out. All right, that's a great yeah. spot, by the way. Okay, cool, nice. Uh, letter of the day. Yes, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... A is in attitude. A is in attitude. We have uh, dinner for 10 at Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse. Celebrate their the graduate in your life. There are 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table and a gourmet salad bar. And it is a perfect place for your graduation celebration. Private rooms available for parties of 16 or more. Cool. Info and reservations at Nebraza. Dot com. Kathy or Marissa just pulled up some pictures. It looks like they are going for that length category, right, Marissa? Uh, is that, that what you had a picture of? That was the photo of the longest one. Okay. Uh, All right. I so thought that was... that was the one that they had on record. Okay. All right. Expect whatever is there to be enormous. And, yes. And delicious. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> wow. How you doing, man? Excellent. Wonderful. What's coming up today? We've got uh, concert cash possibilities. By the way, again, reminding folks, this is our last week for the money competition this cycle. So uh, Friday will be our last day, but seven times a day, uh, two during this program, noon at two, noon and two uh, for concert cash, uh, concert tickets to the MMRBQ and 500 bucks of cash. Workforce blocks of Dave Mason uh, for his birthday, Bono for his birthday, and Weezer, the Blue Album was released today in 1994 uh, that started it all and all the colors of all the albums they've had. I love that band. They've oh, they're so awesome. Yeah. Many great songs. Mm. I mean, do you, uh, the I think the um, true test of uh, of a band is if they continue to put out great stuff and their their newest stuff is just as cool as the the oldest stuff, I think. Yeah, they I never agree. lost it. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have not lost it. I so. think I realized recently that they're the band I've seen the most. Really? Not on purpose, but wow. I've just seen them at so many festivals and so many little one-off concerts and little events. And they're just fun. They're always yes. a fun live band, too. Yes. So much fun. So all of that plus uh, Double Shot Tuesday. Excellent. Oh, and speaking of Tuesday, it's Tad Tuesday. Oh, that's ah. this one right here. Okay, I, thank I you. All right, thank you. Time for the letter of the day. <laughs> All right, we got to congratulate our winner, uh, President Steve. Theme tattoo is going to Brian Edwards of Philadelphia. And Brian's getting himself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, Tattoos Day on the President's Steve Show is presented by our friends of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia for artwork samples. Visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out at, on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. All right, now we can do this. 
I'm going to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Acme from city to shore. Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And also Horizon. They're going to take care of all your plumbing needs the same day or it's free. Plus get up to $100 off. Book at in seconds at horizonservices.com slash ezbook. Tomorrow on the program, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. And we're going to have Adam Wiener of Low Cut Connie in our studio performing. Nice. Two live performances in one week. Oh, look, wow. we're, we're back. It's looking like a beautiful thing. So they're going to be at the uh, MMRBQ, obviously. So that'll be on the show tomorrow. That and more. That is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Three 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 WMMR. Bing there. Doo doo be doo. Doo da da.